Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 309. It's the week before E3, and we're here to bring you the latest in RPG news to keep you tied it over until for the next two weeks. Since uh, next week we won't be having a show, since we will be just arriving back from E3 at that time. Um, however, we're going to have so many updates for you this week. And just just so you know, we have uh, most of the E3 team here right now. First off, I'm Chris Privetier. Hey, uh, I'm keeping it together here with Manuel Marino. It's a retro show today. It is. Why? Well, look at the lineup. Who's oh, next? right. It's retro. This counts as retro now? Man, it doesn't take <laughs> long to be, some, to be retro anymore. <laughs> also here, John, you're worth. So, uh, yeah, that Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing? Yeah. Well, I still think everyone should watch the Space Mutiny episode. I think that's a great idea. Watch all the episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000. You know which I'll say my favorite was? Was Mikey the Mike Sprite. And we did that last time, didn't we? Did we uh, did that? We got a mystery science theater movie and watched it on a plane together. Yes, that was um, fun. The Christmas, yeah, one with the multicultural awful. children. Yes. <laughs> oh, should... that really weird, creepy one yes. where Santa kidnaps kids <laughs> yes. around well, the world. No, and Santa is like really olive toned. I think he's actually. I think he. Well, he the whole thing Spanish? was made in Mexico, oh, so okay. it was all Hispanic actors, I believe. There we go. He had a really strong Hispanic accent. It was fascinating. Yeah, it was I've cool. never seen that. It was really cool. <laughs> but also oh, really bad. Oh, coasters with your Hispanics. <laughs> oh, should we say something else now? <laughs> no, that's you, just funny. Keep me up you can always date. tell what part of the country is by, 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 what, by what they say with that one. Well, what, what do West Coasters say? Latinos. Okay, good. I was worried it was no, going to no, be wetbacks It's not necessarily wrong. It's just like I said. It's just It just quickly shows you what part of the country you're from. At one point, really? I, Latinos is cool? All right. At one point, I called them Latins, and Chris looked at me and was like, Deo gracias? <laughs> Latin. Et tu, Brute? Et tu, Brute? <laughs> well, as long as we're not being racist. <laughs> no, no, you know, no. We've no, never done just, that like, on the it's, RPG it's cast before. Regional differences. All right. Yeah. Oh, you forgot to introduce your. Oh, yeah. One more person uh, since we're being retro. Anna Marie Newfeld. (laughs) You're going to take that? Divorcement takes money. (laughs) I even have photo ID in my real name now. Well, that's right. I can't. Yeah. Yep. You're flying under your own name now. Woohoo. You better be nice to her, Chris. (laughs) You know what sucks? Now that she's flying under her own name, she can't take the pre check lanes. Yeah, because her Nexus, Nexus card, card is in her own name, name. <laughs> or under my previous name. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, what should we should we get started? Let's uh, let's no. uh, what we've been playing. Anna, you've been playing so much this week, right? Um, I've been just I've been playing a larger variety this week. All right. Well, tell us about it. Um, Let me guess. They're all of Natsuma's E3 lineup. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but I have been playing Mystic Chronicles to Ching. Which is last uh, Natsume's uh, PSP title from 2013, and is the spiritual successor for Natsume's E3 title, End of Serenity. Cha-ching. No, seriously, it's a Chemco-developed uh, JRPG that we retranslated or relocalized and added a bunch of bonus content to on the PSP. And we're doing the same thing with End of Serenity and Alphadia Genesis for the Wii U this year. Which is why I actually wanted to like play all the way through Mr. Chronicles. So I'm like level, all my characters and my um, guardian beasts are somewhere between 23 and 25, and I'm about a third of the way through the story. It kind of goes tits up really fast, so I don't want to spoil what's going on. 
But okay. um, there are two girls that look alike, and there's a very good reason for that. And I finally just found out what the reason was. <gasps> Scandal. Scandalous. Scandal. And um, beyond it's that, because board. the Vita has a shelf life of exactly 30 seconds. <laughs> Anna's real thrilled, by the way, with... um. The battery life of the Vita compared to the 3DS. Yes, I've been horribly spoiled by 12 hours of battery life as opposed to three. I think you're exaggerating a little. I might be having a little little. hyperbole, but yes, the the Vita has significantly less life than a a 3DS. And I just don't play the Vita that often. Anyways, um, speaking of 3DS, we picked up, or I picked up, Tomodachi Life. I saw someone playing that yesterday on Twitch. That was hilarious. I have been watching someone play this on Twitch for like three years because they had the original DS version and they can read Japanese. So they were just um, sort of commentating as things went by and it was really interesting. So I've wanted this game for a long time. All right. So I'm curious. I'm really I wanted to ask you this. I was joking with you on Twitter. So how much of this game do you actually play and how much do you watch scenarios unfold? Um, a little of column A and a little of column B. Because the little guys ask your advice and guidance for a lot of things. Okay, so that's where the game is. Yeah. Um, it's Animal Crossing with a lot more interaction and a lot less dependence on the clock. Oh, all right. You can like redecorate your room. You can yeah. So there's a bunch of things. So you can change people's room decorations. You can um, dress them in different clothes and give them hats and give them accessories. And um, they have a stomach that gets empty, and you feed them food. And everybody has their own favorite food. And you have to figure out what it is. I'm disappointed you can't like make them throw up or something. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't fed everybody their their hated or worst. How do you torture your little guys? You don't. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what? The problem that I'm having right now is um, you can form relationships with people, both platonic and romantic, and uh-huh. even have kids. Uh-huh. And everybody wants to hook up with one of my bridesmaids, including yeah. Chris. She's married to your best friend, man. What are you doing? Eh. I feel like this is the kind of game when you get hit at night for like... In my dream, you slept with that supermodel. It was your dream. Don't actually, get mad at me. Um, so when your me's are sleeping, you can actually jump into their dreams. Oh, jeez. And when you hop out of their dreams, there are items waiting for you. Oh. So there's all sorts of really cool stuff. And there's like little mini games that they want to play with you and stuff like a match, uh, matching game, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that honestly I would tell you to go on YouTube or go on Twitch and watch a video of it and see if it's your kind of game because it is really like nothing else. I can compare it to Animal Crossing as a basis, but honestly, it really isn't. It sounds more like Animal Crossing and The Sims mixed together. Yeah, that's not a bad description. Interesting, though. I didn't know it was so Sim-like, so cool. So, and then um, I bought Conception 2 because it was on sale and I haven't played it yet. Already? Didn't it just come out? Yeah, but it's ten bucks off right now. So, and I mean, I oh. wanted to play it. So, so there. Man, what's the point of buying games new? Uh, there isn't one that I can see. I mean, you wait I a week, you get to save ten dollars. Just not a week. It's been out for a few months. I want to say two months. 
Yeah, that's right, Anna. Now that you're here in, in the U.S., you get to get games super cheap from Amazon like a week later after they come <laughs> know, out. Right? Instead of like in Canada where prices never drop. I know. Actually, I bought this digitally. Oh. From Canada? Okay. No. Oh. Kananaka. Kananaka. But um, yes, I am appreciating um, price fluctuations in Canada that we never got in. Or I'm appreciating price fluctuations we have in the U.S. that we didn't have in Canada. I was waiting for you to switch that on. Sorry. And beyond that, um, Chris downloaded this dorky high school story game on my iPad, and I I've been did. playing it just to mock him. And Wait, she is that likes the it. Kyrosoft one? No. No, this is... I can't tell who this Anna is. Anna likes the, hi- the Kyrosoft one. Yeah, I do like the Kyrosoft games. They just released a new one. It's like Sim Farmer or something. Oh, really? Ooh, Vegetable I'll have to garden. check that out. Um, I think that's everything that I've been playing this week. What about you, Chris? Oh, I don't remember. Um, well, I do remember. So I've been playing more Dragons Rise of Burke. Still liking that on my iPad. Uh, this week has been a week of iPad gaming for me. So let me run through this real quick, and then you can wake up after being asleep. And should I do this in the style of the Tomodachi? Let me walk through this really quickly. Let me tell you what I've been playing. No? You sound vaguely Italian when you say that. <laughs> it's a me, Let me tell you what I've been playing. It's how they all talk. All right. Uh, I've been playing The Sims Free Play. Don't play it. It's not very good. Um, and yet I still I'm trying to unlock things with them. Um, it's not balanced very well. Play a real Sims game if you want to play a Sims game. I've been playing Kingdom Conquest 2, which is really complicated, and I still haven't wrapped my head around it, so I don't know if I can recommend it or if it say don't touch it. Um, let's see. I've been playing more... Oh, nobody cares about Clash of Clans. Screw that game. And I tried out FIFA 14, which is a free-to-play EA soccer game, and it's like it's the FIFA game. And so I was actually doing well in soccer, probably because I turned on touch controls and set it to easy. Um, but it, it was working, and I was surprised. I felt very proud of myself. Like, I'm soccering, I'm soccering. Um, that's how you say it, right? Soccering? God, it's, it's a shame David can't hear this. I'm this soccering. It was great. I'm soccering. I'm soccering. You're footballing, man. I'm footballing. I'm, I'm footballing. Yeah, good point. Footballing. I'm footballing. Straight up footballing. Uh, funnily enough, David's actually playing the PC PC version of FIFA 14 well, right that now. That one's probably a later engine than this. Um, probably. You what? need to get the best football game on iOS or Android. What is it? Football Manager, where you don't actually play any football. <laughs> I don't want to pay for Football Manager. You can get Football Manager on Vita now. Oh, can you? Yes. So you can go there and not play soccer too? Yep. Hmm. Well, all right then. Um, yeah, so that, eh. um, um, did I mention beating Magic 2014 last week? You can beat a collectible card game? Yes, I beat Magic 2014. Uh, you get through the campaign. Oh. So I haven't done the revenge missions, which open up after the campaign, but I finished the main campaign, and I felt really good about it. I enjoyed that game. I'm looking forward to Magic 2015, and that's probably all I'll play of Magic 2014 until, until 2015 comes out, which is later this summer. And I they, thought you didn't like annualized sequels, Chris. You hypocrite. When did I say that? When you make fun of things like, no, I guess you don't like Call of Duty because shooty bang. I'm bang. I'm better with annualized sequels when they're only ten bucks. I'll say that All much. Right. 
that that certainly seems to take the edge off it. Um, and let's see. There's probably something I actually did that was worthwhile. Let's. Um, I should figure all this out before I downloaded School Idol, which looks like an Idol Master game for iOS. Nobody cares. And uh, Puzzle Quest was on sale. Puzzle Quest Two was on sale. Nobody likes Puzzle Quest Two, so that doesn't matter. And no, I guess that's it. This really sucks. I must. I played something. Anna, what did I play? Mario Kart Eight. We got Mario Kart 8, and I, and I put some time into it. Not a ton of time, but I've unlocked a few of the of the, of the the uh, cups in 50cc. And last night, we had a friend over, and we were playing multiplayer. And man, that game is still really fun multiplayer. Um, so Mario Kart 8, if you've played Mario Kart, you know what this game is. <laughs> it looks really pretty on the Wii U. Um, it is the best-looking Wii U game I've seen, and it is super pretty, and I just want to keep looking at more of it. And after each race, they've got this awesome replay functionality, um, which when you're playing a single player is a hassle and it's in the way of you getting in the next race. When you're in multiplayer, it's fantastic because you get to go watch the replay of the race you just played and make fun of each other for all the mistakes you made, which uh, the game conveniently highlights for you and gives you awesome controls for slowing it down and, and backtracking. Let's watch you hit the wall again. Oh, let's watch you hit the wall in slow motion. Let's watch you hit the wall, go backwards, watch it again in slow motion, then watch it again once more. And... And, and so forth. And that's how you get those awesome gifts that are floating around where Luigi looks like a total, total maniacal sociopath taking out other people. It's great. Anyway, I like the replay mode of Mario Kart 8. And I say if you have a Wii U, you probably should get the game because what else are you going to play on it? And uh, yeah. Anna, what I, do you think? I like the fact that um, Brandon got the flower and he was like, oh, cool. What does the flower do? And I was like, it eats people. And you were like, it'll attack people and say, no, don't come close to me. Yeah. And then it, <laughs> it ate gets you. next to me and it eats me. Yeah. So thanks a lot. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. <sighs> Manny, did you play anything this week? Uh, I should go last. Let Mr. Oh, I should go last. Okay. Mr. Special Request. Oh. John, did you play anything this week? I played stuff this week. I always play. He well, said actually. cautiously. <laughs> Um, okay, so running down the usual list of stuff. Um, I I, I kind of only caught this on, like, by chance on NeoGAF, but uh, they put, you know, do you remember, does anyone remember Sniper Elite V2? Uh, I remember seeing that. I, yeah, they, I know they, that the new one was just announced, and it's going to take place in North Africa during the yeah, Rumble, they've, uh, Montgomery they, campaign. They've announced, a, they've announced a new one, Sniper Elite V3, um, but as part of the marketing push, if you could call it that, I guess, um, they released Sniper Elite V2 for free on Steam for 24 hours. And not not one of those ones where they then take access away from you at the end of those 24 hours. But if just, you bought it, if, it's if, yours. Yeah, if you pressed buy during those 24 hours and spent zero on it, it, it just added itself to your account permanently. Um, so I, I've never been hugely interested in World War II shooters, but... Um, uh, this one at least is fairly entertaining for a game that I've spent no money on. The, the game's major selling point being the uh, the X-ray camera on sniper shots. It's uh, it's it's as gratuitous as it sounds. Okay. You 
You get bonus points for shooting people in the eye. And in the balls. And in a bunch of other places. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Hey, that works. Um, I've played a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV this week, but that's mostly just finishing off the Hildebrandt quest chain. If you're level 50 and haven't done the Hildebrandt quest chain, go and do it now. It starts in order when you're level 50. Go do it. It's very funny. And it ends in a very, very... Uh, I'm sorry, what uh, game? Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, 14. And yes. you have to be level what? 50. Oh, jeez. That's a, that's a lot of investment for one quest chain. Hey, hey, Can I just it watch off. it on YouTube? Yeah, you probably could. All right, I'll do that. Um, uh, just look up um, uh, Battle on the Big Bridge. Battle just, on the, make oh, sure okay. you spec- just make sure you specify Final Fantasy XIV, otherwise you're going to get a bunch of Final Fantasy V results. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, since I wasn't on the show last week, uh, I did pick up Watch Dogs. Um, I did not suffer m- pretty a vast majority of the issues encountered on the PC version because I have a very good PC. Uh, yeah, uh, ex- like ex- it wasn't running for people. It was crashing, well, There was right? one problem that I had. I could only play the Hello. game in offline mode. Hello. Okay. Somebody just and- joined. Hello. Um, so if I basically if I turned on any sort of online functionality or ran the game in with Uplay in online mode, the game would crash after about 30 seconds or so. Now this was a little bit annoying once I finished the plot because I wanted to try out the online. I'd heard good stuff about it. And uh, uh, what? Okay, I'll ask you later. I, I I did actually. There was actually a fix that I finally. I, after trying a bunch of the other fixes I've seen suggested around the internet, uh, do you know what the one fix that worked for me was? Uh, peanut butter. Uh, changing the bitrate on the sound. What? Yeah. So basically, plugging in my USB headset fixed the game. That's fantastic. Because my regular speakers uh, go out at, uh, I think it's 48,000 hertz, and my USB headset goes out at 44.1 thousand. Oh, 44.1 K, whatever. Um, And that worked flawlessly. And I haven't had any problems with the game since. As long as I run the game with my headphones in. That's interesting. I I just don't understand. I honestly do not understand why that only affects online mode. You need headphones in so they can track your your brainwaves. Something like that. Because it's watchdogs. Yeah, it's hilariously meta. Watchdoge, much crash, many bit rates. Um... And I, I put this entry in most, mostly just to amuse you. I have been Horgan hunting in yes! online. Yes! So you can get one? Yes. How do you get one? Uh, go to... Uh, they running go to the Riser. Summer yeah, event. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I they're know. going to running this... Do, basically do a bunch of the event stuff on Riser and you can get a oh, non-combat. Oh, I have to do event Horgan. stuff? I don't want to do event stuff. I want to go and accidentally buy it thinking I'm buying a health potion and then people come up and proposition me. That's how it's supposed to work. No. So I have to do a bunch of help. What 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 does a horgon do for you in the game? Nothing. Can it's you a like display pet. it? It's like uh, a non-combat I, no, pet. It's a non-combat pet. So yeah, you can display okay. it. All right, good. And thus and thus you can get as much ERP as you want to. That, perfect. Oh, is that really? Are people using it for that? I don't know. I'm just assuming they are because what does ERP look like in the Star Trek Online RPG? The same hey, place it does. Want to beat me up later? Practice. 
I don't the, the same place it does practically anywhere else. I mean, you must have been to Goldshire on an RP server. Oh, what? It's, it's... You mean it isn't happening in the tram? Yeah, deep run trams <laughs> is where you go. Yeah. Everybody knows that. It, it makes you look at Quark's bar in a completely different light. Oh. <laughs> That's why they have to clean the hollow suites. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Ah, so yeah, no, that's pretty much my played for this week. Uh, that's that's a pretty good list of played. All right, Manny, you're out of you're out of shields. It's up to you now. I haven't played anything for the last month. <laughs> oh. Hence why he should go oh. last. You should have gone first. <laughs> I don't know. You can hear about other stuff I've been up to, but I don't know right. how interested you guys. Is are. there other stuff that you've been up to? Uh... Well, how many art museums have you visited in the past month? None, but I went on a, uh, a tour of the Port of Long Beach, and I saw lots of cool container ships and giant gantry cranes. I saw I those pictures. pictures. That was cool. Oh, awesome! Uh, how, how many times have you gone to that conservatory that's in all the um, or observatory that's in all the movies? Uh, a lot more when I was younger. Oh, not, none this past month. Uh, I went another. I went maybe two months ago. Hmm. Mm, I know it's boring. I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Google Docs. Is what I've been mostly playing. Google Docs and E3 Appointment Master 2014. Oh. If you want to know what I've been Gosh, doing, that's, that's what I have been doing. The too. E3 Appointment Manager. That way, it's more like Football Manager. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a way to level up or get some achievements out of this. There is a way to level up, but it's like leveling up in Monster Hunter. You're the one who really gets better. It's not really, um, you know, a character that gets better. You just learn. Yay! How to play my more. LinkedIn profile has leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> You've added 20 <laughs> slots to your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I like that. All right. So, uh so that's pretty much uh, uh we'll get to it in the news, but I was at the I haven't really played it, but I'll, I'll just mention that now that I went to what? the the CD Project uh GOG oh, the, summer press conference. That was in LA? It was in yeah, it was in Santa oh, Monica. I figured it was just like streamed from Poland or whatever. Okay. They always like to come out a bit early because they have a few offices here and they do it and they get like some local press right before the E3 to get some That's of the hype. smart, yeah. So they invited you over? That's pr- What's their place like? Uh, it's funny. They were going to originally have it in Venice, but apparently the Venice office wasn't ready yet. So they had to go to Venice, their backup Italy? office in Santa Monica. No, Venice. California, Venice Beach. I, oh. Oh, really? That's a thing. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's anything. a pretty famous thing. Yeah, well... <laughs> If it's not the Griffith Observatory, I don't care. Oh, I've been defeated. Did you know MacGyver in the in lived in that in the pilot in the, episode? In the pilot episode, yes. You've told me. <laughs> I think is fantastic. It just like he walks out like a helicopter lands in the parking lot and he just walks out, like, "Hey, why are you in my house?" I'm like that's not your house, MacGyver. That's not your house. <laughs> that's not your house. You do not live in an, obs- <laughs> an observatory. Um, what? <laughs> Okay, so so CD Projekt, you you go there. It's it's their office, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's their and, off office, so they don't have any cool statues of Geralt or anything. Uh, no, I, I do have some pictures on. I took some pictures of. It's on my Twitter feed and my Instagram feed. That you, I took some pictures of the collector's edition statue of them of Geralt fighting the Griffin. Okay, let's see. Twitter so if you want to get like an slash uh, Marino EM. So I can watch it. I can try and share this with people. Want to know more about The Witcher? Check out the latest two episodes of Dialogue Trees. Oh, Wait. I did that too. 
No, wait. I should do this again like a tomodachi. <laughs> Want to know more about The Witcher? Adventure game in God Galaxy. Check out the latest two episodes of Dialogue Trees. No, that's still not good. I, I need to play more. All right. So then you're tweeting about Republic. Uh, ah, here's the yeah, statue. Yeah, that's free if anyone wants that. Yeah. Here's the statue. It's next to a beer bottle. <laughs> two beer bottles. Yep. Was this just a room of people drinking beer? Like, hey, here's our announcement. There's a statue. You can get it. No, afterwards, there was a lot of there like sandwiches. People were getting some um, Polish yeah, beer. I'm telling you guys, Manny only eats at E3-related events. I eat a ton, so. Let's see. And, no, that's it. That's all you took from there is that one picture of the statue? Those two pictures of the statue? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, the first thing you see when you you get off the elevator which is uh, their fancy their little sign that says, We Are Rebels. And then you retweeted a tweet from Kaz Harai, fake Kaz Harai, saying a list of all the PS Vita exclusive games to be announced <laughs> I saw that. That so was blank awesome. blank piece of paper. Good job. <laughs> Just nice. <laughs> all right. Well played, well, good sir. All right. <laughs> let's, um, let's see. We have some feedback we can go through. Let's see. First off, Shaman writes in and says, My prediction for the most overhyped, overcovered show of the year, Pain. So I, I don't know what that means. I, th- I think he means they're bringing back Pain from the PS3. I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's his E3 prediction. Now he's got it out of the systems. RPG related predictions. Microsoft has no time for all for them, being, them being RPGs. With all the Halo, Forza, and uh, Call of Duty, they're going to be thrown out. By the way, Manny, Forza Horizon 2 announced. You excited? Yeah, South of Italy, new soundtrack. The only thing that bumps me out is that it's also going to be on 360. It, well, but that's good because I don't have a um, a one. No, I know that, but I was just thinking like how much more expansive and how much more they could have done if they were next gen. I mean, current gen, new gen only. Yeah, no, you're right. And I've, it's interesting. We need more people owning next gen con- current gen consoles so that we can see uh so that people have a reason not to make everything split gen releases um because yeah i think that's going to hold games back for a yeah, bit. I, I just imagine that like the multiplayer could have been a lot more seamless like because you remember how how fragmented it was how we can go into free play mode or we can do a race but we couldn't do both and we had to drop into a separate mode and have a separate lobby i'm just thinking if like that was just all streamlined they just here you're existing in this world and your friends can jump in anytime they want to and race with you anytime they want to and it's seamless and it's bigger and we have more cars and we have more off-road tracks better damage models but no i agree i agree and you know i don't mind buying that like Forza Horizon is a game they could keep on their front page or in their store, and they could sell that for years. So I wish they would have taken the initiative. Anyway. Yeah, but right. RPG-wise, I, don't, I can't imagine another Fable. Mm, maybe. Indie RPGs, something like Down Below, I can expect to see. Hmm. Yeah, no, maybe. no indie RPGs. Well... well like what? Yeah. Surprise okay. exclusive. Yeah. Right? Well, let's see. Shaman goes on to predict Sony will announce Beast Souls or whatever will be a 2016 game. What's Beast Souls? I don't. Is that the Project Beast? Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's the thing we thought looked cool last week. Um, will be a 2016 release. Persona 5 gets the hammer slot in the 45 second PS3 montage, and the Vita isn't mentioned because. 
SCEA hates me personally. <laughs> nice shaman. Nintendo's um, non-press conference will have Donkey Kong Country Rewards, tro- <laughs> rewards Donkey, Kong, Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze style December release date. So it has an excuse to, to slip to early 2015. People will complain that the Omega Ruby slash Alpha Sapphire trailer exists, and Dragon Quest Seven 3DS will be officially canceled for the West if it hasn't already been. Dragon right, Quest so Seven hasn't question. even been announced for the West. How could it be canceled? Well, they'll they'll confirm that it's not going to be announced. <laughs> they'll announce that they canceled their announcement. I like that idea. We're going to announce that it's canceled. <laughs> yeah, we, we were watch? thinking about it. Uh, nah, not so much. I'm wondering, how are we going to watch the Nintendo press conference? Um, I don't know. It's not a press conference. so they're, No, it's, it's just not a Nintendo streaming, Direct. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's just a Direct. So what we'll do is either, if it's up early enough, you watch it in a hotel room or, or at your house, Manny. And if it's not up early enough, you, you catch the summary on Twitter. I guess so. What? You bought Barf and Belch? I did. How'd you know? You spent money. How'd you know? Because it's on your Facebook. It's not supposed to be on my Facebook. You spent money. I did. I was. Don't weak. get married, kids. I I bought a dragon. Well, it's a good thing I'm only engaged. I'm judging you. you should Just judge you me. wait till you have the same conversation, Quinn. <laughs> my wife got me customized M and M's for our anniversary. They, they have our awesome. initials on them. They, they do. So the, they're uh, they're CMPs, like CGP and AMP. I like the AMPs. Yeah, AMPs cool. Anna's initials are way better. Uh, Sound like the gas company. Yeah, I know. Uh, Master Chief writes in and says, first off, congrats on the anniversary. Thank you, Master Chief. As for E3 predictions, I fully expect there to be tons of shooters and maybe one or two games that look amazing. I expect Nintendo to keep talking about Smash Brothers, Bayonetta 2, and Tomodachi Life to try and distract us from the months of nothing that the Wii U has in store for it now that Mario Kart 8 is out. Ouch! <laughs> but true. Um... Let's see. I also expect Microsoft to disappoint everyone with their games lineup and have to endure questions about Kinect support. That's about it. You know what I expect, legit, is that, um, you know how they've been talking about their health initiative and they're going to have a a separate health console Nintendo has been? Yeah. 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 Non-wearable health hardware. Yeah. I mean, part of their E3 thing, like, there's actually a separate part of the booth that's going to be that quality of life stuff. No. Yeah. Nintendo's officially confirmed that? No. Oh, you know that. I am making an educated guess based on some of the comments my friends have made. Okay. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so that you know, it makes be sense, though. I mean, if you look at the money and the success they had it with, uh, with uh, the Wii Balance Board with Wii Fit, it was great. They loved that money coming in. They loved the publicity it got them. They loved everything about it. But the only reason why that worked is because the Wii was so ubiquitous. You know. The Wii U is, is doesn't nearly have that kind of install base. It's not like in the, the retirement home or your mom didn't buy one. So if they can sell that separately but still get that kind of push and that buzz from from the blue, with that blue ocean everybody strategy, I, I I think they realize that this is the way to do it. Right, have it separate and independent. Yeah, no, that's hmm. Oh. Let's see. Uh, Checkside says, My E3 prediction slash tear filled forlorn hope that will never come to pass, but all a guy's got to do, all a guy's got is his dreams. 
is a localization for Dragon Quest Seven for 3DS to be announced. Yeah. So um, one person predicting it'll be officially denied, and one person hoping it'll be announced. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Um, we'll be lucky to even hear about it. I want a confirmation Dragon Quest Ten. No, it wasn't in well, the financial report. That, it's not that happening. It's not coming. It yeah. doesn't have to be in the financial report to happen. Yeah. 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 Except for the fact that they specifically mentioned Dragon Quest X in the financial report and so that they were looking at it for other Asian markets. You know... And, you know, this was the same argument that people gave me a couple of weeks ago. Well, just because Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy XV aren't in the report doesn't mean they're not going to be at E3. Oh, wait, except they're not going to be at E3. Yeah, they officially confirmed that. Thanks for yes. spoiling the news story. <laughs> you spoiled it. I like being right in this case. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see, then... Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. we have awesome E3 prediction voicemails. Let's listen to them now. <gasps> Someone actually called at 608 608-729-4098. Yes, you're right. They did call. All right, let's make this happen. Ooh. Hi, this is Tig Stanford uh, answering your call for any sort of voicemail. And I'm calling whilst listening to your current live stream. <laughs> Just thought I would <laughs> Enjoy the show. Keep it up. That's 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 not exactly what I was looking for. Uh, maybe the next message will 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 be what I'm looking for. In a call while he hears his call on the call. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's gonna, and he's gonna give us our E three predictions. It's gonna be yeah, too late. Calling about the kitten for sale by the name of Paul. <laughs> uh, okay. Where is she? I'll try calling back at a later date to get in contact with you for more information. Bye. Thank you. That really appreciate that. Just great, great, great stuff there. You can leave your voicemails for the show at 608-729-4098. We'll play them right here on the show. 608-729-4098. Um, we did basically just put out a call for calls. You're right. So I'm still putting out a call just for calls. Call about anything. Call about Paul the Kitty, Henry the Horse, um, uh, Dominic the Dog, or Dolphin. I don't know what, what's going on. The cow says moo. Surprised yeah. Surprised you're not saying that at this point. Carolina the cow? I, I don't know. Whatever. Just feel free to call. And um, yeah. So I actually have something I want you to call. I have a question of the week for all our feedback methods. So here's the question. Uh, where did I put it? I lost it. Question of the week. What is your E3 best to show? I want you to call in what you saw this week announced at the press conferences, announced at the show, um, in the news, around the show. Um, this can be either a game announcement, uh, a demonstration you saw. Uh, this could be how Jack Tretton composed himself on... Um, on Ga Game Trailers TV or whatever the heck he's on this year. Um, uh, Spike TV, is it? I don't know. Whatever he's on. Anything. Uh, tell me what your best to show is. And also, uh, no, that's it. And you can get in contact with us at podcast at rpgamer.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at rpgamer.com. You can go to the message boards at board at rpgamer.com. You can also leave a phone message at 608-729-4098. You can also email an MP3 file of you talking, and we'll play that on the show 
to podcast at rmpgamer.com. Uh, that's a lot of methods, right? And if you'd like to follow our message boards and be part of the E3 discussion this week on the go, um, you can do that by downloading the Tapa Talk app. We have uh, that's right there, free on the App Store. Um, sign into your RP Gamer board account, and you can post on the go. Uh, you can keep posting uh, pictures of your favorite stuff that you uh, you've been seeing around the web uh, right there from the app. Well, we have full support for Tapa Talk on our forums, and T A P A T A L K. And uh, yeah, the Twitter conversation. Join the conversation on Twitter this year by following RP Gamer uh, at RP Gamer. You can also follow me at Sabin One Thousand One. Uh, Marino, uh, Maria, Manny is Marino E M M E R I N O E M. Anna is A M Privateer. P R I V I T E R E. I know that's hard. Just uh, find my account, and then you can see me tweeting her or something. Uh, and. Uh, what else there's a list there's so many uh, john are, you don't post on twitter um <laughs> there's like a rp gamer list i think of all the of all the folks um so that might work yeah if you just go to the rp gamer twitter it you can look at their lists and there's a staff list i need to update it but mm-hmm. it's relatively accurate i just i just don't post on twitter very often i just generally just post retweets from the uh parody xbox one account mm. that's basically my thing that's okay. Everyone has to. Have I, a I am working on use. I am working on um, making some WebMs, but most from my recorded footage from my PS3. But that's about it. I haven't posted any of those yet. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh... No, that's it. So that's how you follow us and stay in the conversation for E3. So let's start going down the news, everybody. So what have we got in this week leading up to E3? Well, the first thing was an announcement that Elman Age Gothic is the fourth entry in the popular Japanese dungeon-crawling franchise. It came out in 2012 on PSP and 2013 on 3DS. Well, now they're going to have another one. Elman Age Gothic will be a follow-up to it. And uh, This sounds see. like It'll a great opportunity. For me to go get a cup of tea. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ghostlight's <laughs> releasing it. Uh, it'll on Steam. It'll have uh, mouse and keyboard support and Steam trading cards, and it'll be sometime in summer 2014. Mm. Okay then. I don't know what pa- platforms it's going to be on other than Steam. I guess just Steam. So, I guess this is a Steam release for Elmen Age. Uh, Digital Dev Saga is coming out in Europe. In uh, on uh, as a PlayStation Two classic, uh, it came out this past week. It was uh, about eight euros, and so you can go check that out there. It's already out here on the PSN in the, in the US. And oh, hey Anna, hey Christopher, um, some news happened um, from Natsume this week. Uh huh. So Two pieces of news. We have, uh, we're fortunate here at RP Gamer to have uh, associated with the podcast uh, an official community manager of Natsume Incorporated. <laughs> and so I'm, I'd like to turn the show over now, ka-ching, 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 ka-ching to allow uh, Anna Marie to, uh, uh, to give us uh, the official latest update from Natsume Incorporated. Please take it away, Anna Marie. Uh, we announced Harvest Moon the Lost Valley. What? Wait, 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 wait. I'm confused. Uh, the most recent Harvest Moon game from the Japanese series that we know as Harvest Moon in the U.S. was announced by Xseed, like, just last week. What yep. are you talking about? This is a Natsume-developed Harvest Moon title. 
Who's developing this? Uh, Natsume Inc. Japan, in conjunction with our U.S. office. Wait, wait, wait. So you guys are making your own Harvest Moon game? Right. Why? After 20 years, isn't it time? <laughs> really? Okay. Sure, why not? Um, well, because there's already a series of Harvest Moon games. What made you not want to do release the most recent one of that? You should ask me that at E3. I should ask you that at E3? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Honestly, um, that's really President Hero's story to tell. Okay. So you actually want to ask very well. him at yeah, E3. Ask him? Okay. And since you have a meeting with him, you will have I an opportunity to do so. I do have a meeting. Okay, I'll get a chance to do so. Okay, so Natsume is releasing your own Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm. Um... So this is going to be interesting. We're going to have like the the old Harvest Moon series with this new Harvest Moon series. And you guys, of course, own the name Harvest Moon. That's why your game gets to be called Harvest Moon. Right. And I guess uh, Story of Seasons will be the new series name for from Exceed. Yep. But it's the old season with a new name and the old series with a new name. And yours is the new series with the old name. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Headache. <laughs> Harvest Moon 3D, The Lost Valley. That's Har- what you Yeah, Harvest it? Moon, The Lost Valley. We put the 3D in all of the 3DS games. Oh, okay. So, um, basically, the game opens up. Um, you're hiking through the mountain. You get caught in this huge snowstorm. Um, this voice calls out to you, and you end up um, passing out. And when you wake up, you found that you're inside of um, a valley, and the valley is buried in snow. And it's a harvest sprite who begs you to return the four seasons to the Lost Valley. And so um, the harvest sprites are back. The harvest goddess is back. Um, We're introducing a new character called the King of the Underworld, who the fan community has completely adopted. They call him Harvest Satan. There is fan art of Harvest Satan. This is like a a 48-hour-old character. He already has fan art. Of course. It's like Smugly, <laughs> you know? And yeah, so there's going to be lots of villagers. I mean, basically all the Harvestman staples are going to be there. And it's going to be playable in English at E3, and it's coming out this year. Wow. Okay. Uh, what Chris, platforms? be sure to play it and write the impression for that. No, I'm not, right. I'm not touching the impression for that. Somebody else can do that. Um, uh, I'm going to be somewhere else. <laughs> no one is writing the impression for that. Official. Yeah, I, there's no way I can write the impression for that. That's not right. I don't <laughs> think that would be a good idea either. No. Um, I, I, don't, I shouldn't Ed even be doing. Ed will be happy to write the impression for this. <laughs> Manny, you should be the one interviewing Hero because it's just I'm... conflict of interest all over the board here. But all right, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so, are there any other announcements for Natsume? Yes, um, he said, knowing the answer to the question. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. I can imagine yeah. myself. In interviewing President Hero with these dead eyes. These just these dead, <laughs> dead eyes. <laughs> It'll be one of those like super cuts where you can just zoom in on my face. And I just look. Um, hey, it's the- okay. I already asked Anna to write up a script of questions for me to ask, <laughs> so maybe she could just give them to you. So, Anna, I hear this game is going to be awesome and amazing, and I'd be dumb not to pre-order right now. Is that true? It's not available for pre-order yet. Why not? I want to give you all of my money. Okay. Anyways, we also announced our first Wii U game, and it's an RPG. Oh, I'm so, sorry for your loss. No. I'm sorry for your we, loss. Are you kidding me? People have been, like, jumping up and down about this. So what's go- what is this? So this is Alphadia Genesis. 
So what, say that again for me. Alfadiagenesis. I, I, it sounds like you're saying something nasty in Italian. I know. Alfadiagenesis. And so um, this is developed by Chemco. Okay. And much like all Chemco RPGs, we are completely relocalizing it and adding bonus content. So this came out in Japan, uh, I want to say either late last year or very early this year. And so, um, basically, you're introduced to the two main characters, Frey, who's a member of the local guild, and Carone, who's a knight. And the two of them begin adventuring together, and they quickly begin to realize that um, shit's going down. And so they need to sort of wade through it. Problem is, as much like Mystic Chronicles, something big happens very early in the story that I don't want to spoil. <laughs> no. A twist in the setup of an RPG? Yep. I'm shocked and surprised and appalled. Yeah. How could that be? And so um, the third RPG that we're going to have, we've already announced it, but now we're confirming it is playable in English at E3, which is End of Serenity. It's a PSP game by Kimco. So, yeah. I've talked about it already, so I don't feel like boring people. We announced a whole bunch of other games, but they're not RPGs. Do you want me to go through them really quickly? No. Okay. No, I think we've had enough um, nepotism on this podcast. <laughs> I want you to try A-Train when you're at the show. Mm, you would. I actually think you'd like it. I mean, we really haven't... Actually, John might have played this because it's on Steam. Well, not this particular version, but it's called Take the A-Train on Steam, I think. It's called what, sorry? Take the A-Train. No, I haven't played that one. Is this one of those games where you get to do multi-track drifting with trains? Um, no. It's sort of like a train simulator meshed with a social sim-ish simulator. Oh, that sounds delightfully terrible. It's SimCity plus train simulator. Oh, that might be okay. Yeah. I actually think you'll like it. All right, I'm going to try it. What was the name of it? A-Train. A-Train. And on Steam, it's known as? I think it's called Take, Even more A train. Yeah, I think it's called Take the A train. Air train. So it's like six and seven. A plus plus would buy again train. Um, A train three was re- released for DOS by Maxis. So train three, the A train nine. Yeah, so that's the one right Thousand. before the one that we're releasing. So the one that we're oh, releasing right. is called A train three D in Japan. Thousand. And it's sometimes known as A train nine, but it's actually not the ninth one. Thousand. So yeah. Beyond that, it's a bunch of iOS games and real fishing. <laughs> and real fishing. Is there a real fishing controller for Wii U being announced? Um, no. <sighs> real fishing Master Challenge for Vita and real fishing Pocket. Whatever. Whatever. Hey, Whatever. how about Hometown Story Pocket? Um, Hometown Story belongs in a trash can, not your pocket. Hey, so. this is focusing entirely on the store. It's going to be... Okay, that's actually a good thing, except that the story bits were why you kept building up the store. No, so. this, is, this is different. This is the different? The way that the store is run is different. Is it going to be good? Uh, it's a lot more like the way Reseteer runs No, is it going to be good? Did you like Reseteer? No. Why not? You didn't like it either. What are you talking yeah, about? I did. No, I. We both said. Are we you both kidding came, me? I played both, it through like three times. We both came to the same conclusion. Reseteer, this is, this isn't bad, but I don't know if I want to play it anymore. Except I kept playing it. Yeah, because you have no self control. Fuck you. <laughs> oh. I hate when mom and dad fight. <laughs> 
Okay, mommy and daddy are scaring kids. Time to move on to the next story. What are you? What are you? What are you being all um, cussing for? You should know better. Mark. Mark. <laughs> Who's Mark? Wait, hold on. Okay, now you know. Wait, wait. Cut. Everybody, <laughs> clap on three, one, two. Really yeah, perfect. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Well, so I was muted. That's a wrap. <laughs> and he was muted. Just what we needed. Oh, Next. Next. What are we supposed to be talking about now? All right, you were talking. Other, yeah, we were doing other the... people's E three plans, please. Mm-hmm. No, we were talking about Natsume. Let's talk about uh, Drakengard. This is not an E three story. We not, please. Drakengard three has DLC announced. Um, I guess it's out actually. The main packs are five prequel chapters that allow the player to control Zero's sisters, and you can purchase. Uh, okay, you can purchase lots of chapters, like six bucks each. I know nothing about Dragon Guard Three, if it's any good or not. I don't remember the review being all that positive. But if you want to buy more of it, you can. Nobody cares. I'm sorry if you do care, because we just don't have anybody who's played it on the show here. Uh, Divinity Original Sin is uh, still coming. Um, it was delayed though. Um, let's see. By 10 days, I think. By 10 days. Let's see if I have the follow-up story where it's delayed. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be launching June 30th. So it'll be... Mac version is also going to be out, and it'll be playable in co-op. This was a Kickstarter game. They needed some money to finish it up. There is a collector's edition and whatever. You know, it's funny. uh, Me and Ed, we saw that the year before it was Kickstarted, and it looked interesting. It seemed like they were making some good progress. And then... I saw it again in Santa Monica, and it seems like they didn't make much further progress from what we, from what uh, Ed and I saw. Mm-hmm. And then they kickstarted it, and then here we are a year later still, and they still need 10 more days. Yeah, so. but the, it, what, what's 10 days? That's just a No, no, no. It's just interesting issue. to see that they've had a little bit of a... All right, so tumultuous. check out this collector's edition. You get stickers. You get a okay. cloth map, of course. It's an RPG. You need a cloth map in your collection. I need to edition. wipe my nose with something. Yes, you, absolutely. You, you, you get alchemical cards. I don't. Oh, oh! It's the in-game recipes on card decks because that's how you want it. Um, you get exclusive DLC. I'm not going to read them all to you. You get RPG dice. The original. Oh, it's it's uh, it's a dice set. It's D20, D8, D6s. So stuff you can use for playing D and D. You get a deck of playing cards that themed after something in the game. You get a game manual, a printed manual. <laughs> that's part of a collector's edition nowadays, kids. <laughs> These used to come standard, and they used to be oh, big and nice. Wait till and we pretty. get to the, the, the CD Projekt uh, press conference. <laughs> um, you get a collector's edition soundtrack. Uh, my, my favorite part is enjoy Kirill Pakrovsky's original compositions on CD-ROM. I don't think a CD-ROM is what you you know you use. You play music on a CD, not a CD-ROM, but whatever. You get two-sided A2 poster. I think A2 is the paper size. I don't know why they reference it like that, but okay. Uh, you, so you get a two-sided poster, and you have... Oh, by the way, you get a duo pack. Gather your party and get ready for a new Back to the Roots RPG adventure. A second copy of Divinity Original Sin for your multiplayer partner is included. So, Anna, if we wanted to play Divinity Original Sin together, we'd buy the collector's edition. Yeah. Or you uh, could buy two copies for like ten dollars. No, when it's on sale during this. Oh, um, during the, the Steam holidays. sale, yeah. Uh, there's only a few thousand copies of this. It's ninety five dollars, seventy That's a euros. Lot. Yep, you can pre-order it through the official site. I'm not. And I'll be honest it. with you, listening to that stuff, it sounds more like the kind of thing they hand out at like at a at a 
at a convention more than it does like stuff you want in a collector's edition. Do you know what I mean? Themed playing cards. I mean, that's been done. To honestly, death. if I wanted to play it right now, um, with Anna, that that wouldn't be a bad thing. You would get two copies for the price of two copies, right? And but we get all the goodies. I see. Well, two I see copies will run you ninety five dollars. Close to it. All right. I'm just saying the overhead for all the items is much less if you're trying to buy two copies of the game, right? That makes sense. Okay, fine. Because the game I, is if 40 you're going to buy two new and then yeah. you want some extra stuff, yeah. it's like an extra, it's like an extra 10, 15 dollars. bucks. Yeah. So that, I, I'm okay with that. Um, all right. You sold me. Here, what I, what I would... I, I still want to play Divinity Dragon Commander. So I think I will wait for this to go on deep discount on Steam sales since they Divinity Games always seem to do so. Wait, and wait. You want to play Dragon Commander? I didn't think that was your cup of tea. It looks I, cool. I, I actually need I need to play that game because I did actually buy it at one point when it was on sale. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, I think I actually even went through the whole like process of downloading. I think it was sort of like seventeen gigabytes of it, and then never actually played it. Well, you better go do that right now. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> We're gonna wait. Everyone, let's let's uh, have a moment of silence while we wait for Quinn to launch this game and patch it, and then play it. God oh, damn it! No, I can't find it. Hey, you know how we talked earlier about Digital Devil Saga coming to Europe? Well, guess what? Yeah. Digital Devil Saga 2 is coming to the U.S. Um, in three days as a PS2 oh, classic as well. God, I haven't seen that game in years. DDS 2. You know, it'd be like, I mean, it'll be 10 I mean, bucks. I was, think, I was thinking of the original. Well, that's um, on, the, you can play that now in, uh, on PS3. Well, actually, I, I, I kind of remember that one because... Um, <laughs> I uh I think I remember picking it up on like a kind of random whim. I and this was back when I was completely ignorant about the Shin Megami Tensei series. Like, you know, I just wasn't really aware of it. And uh I think I just kind of stopped after about an hour. I didn't get it. That was my problem. And now I'm like, oh, I I actually now know a hell of a lot more about Shin Megami Tensei mostly thanks to Persona 3. And well, yeah. <laughs> Anna I, is, I, I, I get this feeling I should be digging my copy out and running it through my PS2 emulator to make it look nice. Okay, well... Uh, my question to both John and Anna, then, is what is Digital Devil Saga? How does it play and do I want it? Oh, why aren't you asking me this? I'm oh, the, I, I oh I'm sorry. Both, I'm sorry. Some of my favorite games. Shimigami Tensei expert, Emmanuel Marino, please tell me, Digital Devil Saga, what is it, how does it play and do I want it? Okay, uh, this is around the time. This is like after Final Fantasy X. The, the most recent uh, SMT game they did was Nocturne. And they wanted to do sort of more of a Final Fantasy X take on the franchise. It's a lot more cinematic, a lot more voice acting. Um, their skill tree system is, is very sphere grid-like. So think of what you like about SMT combined with the storytelling elements that you like about a Final Fantasy X and you sort of mix those two together, and you get uh, Digital Devil Saga, which is spread across two chapters. Oh, so it's a part one and part two sort of thing? Yeah. direct sequ- Digital Devil Saga 2 is a direct sequel to Digital Devil Saga 1, which okay. ends on a cliffhanger. Hmm. Um, okay, then. Yeah. And it's it's Pokemon style, did you say? No, so, not at all. Not, not even at close. all. So... So what's that's what I mean by Final Fantasy it? X. You have oh. a core group of uh, oh. of party members, and they have their own personalities. Anna, do they, you already uh, own this? Um, I own the first one. I never got the second one. Why not? 
Um, it's only $10 on PSN. It was not widely available in Canada. Are we going to buy it when it comes out? Yeah. Oh, because you're a Digital Level Saga fangirl? Uh, yeah, Tom was like one of the producers on it. Well, you're such a fangirl, you didn't buy it originally. It wasn't available widely you know, in Canada! I have, you know what's cool is that when you bought the, the original version... The DS1 when it came out in the US, it came in the slip box that had space for the second copy. Damn second one. Well, uh, now you'll have the second one digitally. Oh boy, so I like that. So I have my both copies. Stream the Santa slotted in. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It makes total sense too. The only thing I'm upset about about this is that they uh, this is at a time when Atlas wasn't confident in the fact that their audience was uh were weeaboos and they didn't embrace that fact yet. So, Is that term okay? People use no, that term. No, it's pretty. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Japanophiles. Oh, jeez. Okay, um, they weren't comfortable with the fact that were the saying? audience were a bunch of Japanophiles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dirty Japanophiles. So uh, they changed the opening song, which had a lot to do with uh, the theme of the game and sort of was a direct tie into the to the main the main female lead. And they just got some random group called Etro Anime, and they had them play one of their songs over the opening, which was kind of annoying. That is annoying. Oh, and there's no Japanese language track at all or anything like that. Which isn't which isn't a problem in Persona because they stay so true to the Japanese to the um, j- with, with a really faithful translation that it feels like it might as well be in Japanese. It's not the case here, but yeah. Okay. Jade from Sweetbox still sucks. <laughs> not a fan huh i'm just saying this was at a time when no one was confident that like no the people who are buying these japanese rpgs really like japan you can leave the japanese stuff in here You're right. so okay. oh that's right i just remembered takes panther reminded me i did a backtrack with uh sam marcello about digital devil saga one and two Alrighty, so where can people find... Oh, you can find that right here on our site. We host that. Backtrack. Go to the left side of the site. Go down to um, RPG Backtrack. I thought he was your enemy. Huh? Yeah, Phil Willis's podcast and Michael Apps. They do that podcast together, and it's about 17 hours long. Um, and then they introduce the guest, and it goes for another, another 27 hours. Yeah. Thereabouts. I may be estimating roughly. And yeah, you can go check that out right now. You can just leave it. Just leave this podcast. Go listen to it. Uh, I'll wait. Okay, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. We appreciate that. Did uh, you like my feature about the about how when I was in college and I was learning about uh, Asian religions and philosophy and Asian art at the same time that I was playing this was a great manifestation of the things I saw in text into this physical 3D space. Did you enjoy that part? Because I enjoy talking about that. I really enjoyed that part when I listened to it in the future. I'm glad you did. It was was a really personal little thing that I threw in there and it it meant a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I think that's good. It's those sorts of touches that make a podcast worth listening to. I think that's the important part of podcasts. You know, my favorite part about podcasts are awkward humor that goes on way too long. (laughs) Yeah, there is that. Okay, thanks everybody. Uh, Let's move on to the next story. Uh, oh yeah next story we've got a uh, trailer up for Gauntlet yeah that's pretty much it um, Final Fantasy 3 actually came out on Steam so you can now pay a bazillion dollars and pay play the um, probably most balanced version of Final Fantasy 3 that there is available in English at least 
Um, the problem is twofold. One, it's $16. It shouldn't be $16. That's really high. Um, and two, no, wait, that's just, that's the only problem. The problem is the price. Um, so you could say, hey, I already have this on uh, iOS. I should play it there. Well, this way you can play it with a controller, which is kind of the way to play a game like this. So uh, that would be why you'd want it on Steam. Other than that, I'm not going to really pimp too hard. But here, raise a hand, show of hands who's going to buy this on Steam. What are we talking about again? Final Fantasy 3. Yep, okay. Uh, More news this week. Costume Quest is getting a sequel! Woo! Oh, they announced this a long time ago. Oh. Yeah, they just announced it. But they finally gave a date, October 31st. Oh, that's wonderful. Wait, they announced that a long time ago, too! No later than October 31st. no, No later than. Uh, and it's going to play similar to the original, of course, and they'll be in New Orleans, which I think that part is at least new info. Yes, yeah. that is new info. And remember, last time we talked about this, we talked about the comic book they're doing. Yeah. How do I get that comic book? When's that out? I don't know, but I know this game stars the twins once again from mm-hmm. the first game. Um, the uh, expansion content for the first game ended in a cliffhanger. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Then I'm glad we get to... I have that on my iPad. I got to go play that. Go do it. All right. See you guys. <laughs> uh, some more E3 related news. Exceed Anna's enemy. <laughs> what? No. Chris, we have an appointment with them and it's going to be wonderful. But don't tell Exceed Anna. our She's not invited. favorite non-Natsume. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Exceed has announced that they are bringing out a Falcom RPG. Um, Exceed, of course, has been bringing over the uh, Ease games for a while now. Uh, this is called Brandish the Dark Revenant. Uh, it was originally for PSP, and so this will be a digital release for PSP and Vita. And it is a dungeon crawler. There's 40 floors of monsters, traps, and puzzles. And yeah, there you go. We don't know when it's coming out, and but it'll be playable at E3, so we'll let you know if it looks any good. Uh, we have a game. Oh, so this is for you, Manny. There so, were some announcements for Witcher 3 this week. We talked about how you went to the studio, but you didn't tell us what they told you about. Are, so are you ready for this? this is I am be like so a, ready for this. Do this it. It's going to be like a 25-minute segment. I love it. Hit me with it, because we need a break from this terrible news we've been talking about. All right, so here we go, then. I was, I was thinking we were going to say this for the end, but let's do it. Okay, so on on Thursday, CD Projekt Red and GOG.com, which is a subsidiary... Wait, what's the timestamp? Thursday, 7 a.m., uh, 10 a.m.? It was uh, 9 a.m.? Thursday, 9 a.m. Boom, boom. Get the law and order beats in there. Okay. What happened? So uh, first, thing they, first thing they showed off was the various re- – wait. Was it first the trailer or did they do the uh, – I don't well, know. Anyway. I wasn't there. Well, you could have, you could have live streamed. It was live streamed. Anyway, there's working. a new trailer for The Witcher. Wild Hunt, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, looks fantastic. You can watch that now. They also announced a release date for The Witcher, February 24th, 2015. And they announced the collector's edition and what comes in the standard edition. So in the standard edition, and this is available on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC, no extra pre-order DLC or anything like that. It's the same game across all platforms, and everyone gets treated special. That's the, the way they like to put it. So you get, you get the game, you get an exclusive CD with the official soundtrack on it, you get developer oh the witcher compendium comes in every box uh detailed map of the world that you can unfold and open up and you get cloth no it's paper so it's useful throw it out 
Okay, you get a set of three Witcher stickers. And Only three? Uh, and a stylish protective sleeve. What do I do game. with Witcher stickers? Do I cover the Apple on my MacBook? Is that what those are for? How dare you? What? Steve Jobs is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> Speaking of which, we need to do some WWDC news at the end of this. Oh, yeah. I've got a story for it. Great. Um, in the collector's edition, this is going to be $150 for this one. You get... Uh, you get everything in the standard edition, so everything I mentioned already. Is Plus the map get... upgraded to cloth? <laughs> what is with you in cloth? It's got to be a cloth map. No, the Polish do not believe in this. Oh, I see. <laughs> Did you hear that Obama went to Poland that and was... said that the Witcher was in his backlog? It became Apparently, I was talking to the guys uh, from there, and they said it became a meme in Poland. But they kept on talking about how, <laughs> how, like, this is all we have culturally... This is all we That's have. That's an issue, isn't it? When, so when presidents come to their country, all they do is talk about The Witcher. <laughs> oh, Poland's great. I've totally played The Witcher. Great stuff. It's in my backlog. It's in everyone's backlog. Oh, yeah, The Witcher. I mean to play that. Hell, it's in my backlog, and I don't even like it that much. Which one? The Witcher 1 or The Witcher 2? Witcher 2. Oh. I have it on, I've had it on Steam for, for quite a long time now. Well, I'll get to it later, but after the, you know, but it, it, this one looks much better than anything. That's what I like about CD Projekt Red is they're not afraid to admit when they messed up or made mistakes, and they do their best to rectify those, both on the GOG side and in the game development side. All so right. each game has gotten progressively better. So do I get another um, Witcher keychain with this collector's edition that would hurt tremendously if I fell on it? Hey, if you don't want that, you can give it to me. Okay, you'll take it? Yeah, I'll take it. Don't put it in your bag of crap, in your box of crap that you're gonna give away. <laughs> that box of crap has so much crap in it. It keeps getting bigger. We All keep right, so having to upgrade the box that the box of crap yeah, is in. Give me the Witcher oh, and give me the leather mouse pad too. I actually used that at work for a while. It's pretty beat up. Oh now. really? Yeah. Is I it like all greasy that. now? No, gross. it's not greasy. But um, it, why would it be greasy? What the heck? Why? Why is my? What am I doing at work that I'm making my mouse pads greasy? <laughs> I'm not asking. It's none of my business. I'm not asking, man. Just give me the keychain. All right, so anyway, what else is it? You know how it works. We butter each other up in the office. I don't want to know, man. It's none of my business. I don't know how cloud computing works. I don't know what magic voodoo you guys do to make it run Uh so I can get my documents in the cloud. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My company was featured in the Apple event this week. Oh, we'll talk about you, that later. Okay. Yes, good. Tell me that. Okay, mm-hmm. so what else you get is you get, um, speaking of which, it's not, it may not be a uh, keychain, but you do get a uh, medallion with the wolf, with the wolf head uh, logo that Geralt wears. Oh, good. This is for your neck now. All right. Yeah. So you, you can, can wear it around your neck. It's good for cosplayers. damage. Yeah. You also get a steel book, a 250-page art book, like a big hardcover art can book. I that make a, really nice. I'm going to make a statement here. Steelbook yeah. needs to go out of business. People, stop buying steelbook cases for your games. They're the dumbest thing ever. This is not a good spending of your money. They only exist because they have a good job of inflating your collector's edition by convincing you you need to include their case in your collector's edition. Stop it. People right. do get excited about that, though. They're crazy. Uh, um, you also get, I guess the big feature of this one is this four-pound, I mean, this, te- this four-pound, ten-inch statue of Geralt fighting a griffin. Have you seen, have you seen what this looks like? I have. Oh, I like, yeah. I've been looking at multiple screenshots of it uh, since it was announced. Uh, I don't want it. <laughs> no, 
I'll be honest, I don't want it either, but I will admit it is very high quality. It they is had an it on ugly the table. looking griffin. Geralt looks different in this game from the other two games, so I don't know that he's I He's really... older. He's oh, much older. Is that though. what it is? Okay. Yeah. It's uh, been a few years. He's gone through some stuff by the end of The Witcher 2. Mm-hmm. He's in a new land. So, yeah, there's a reason why he looks different. But uh, overall, like, the statue looks really nice. It, it, funny enough, when it was on the table in the sort of the lounge area, it looked like a, a wedding centerpiece. <laughs> That's Surrounded big, by beers. Like, <laughs> it was that big and hefty that it, it took up the entire space. But it's a pretty decent collector's edition, I'm sure. Oh, I think they're only making 22000 because each one is hand-painted. Okay. So if you want one, get one now. Or otherwise, it's not going to be around. But hey, honestly, the standard edition has a lot of great stuff. I'm so I was looking at uh, pre-ordering the digital um, deluxe edition on, uh, well, just the digital edition, I guess, on Gog, because yeah. um, since I own Witcher one and two, I get twenty percent off, so it'd be forty-seven bucks, and I can uh, pre-order the digital edition. Then I realized this doesn't come out till February of next year, and there's no dates or timestamps on when the the twenty percent off expires. And if I wait long enough, it, it'll be like 10 bucks on a GOG sale. I still haven't finished one or two, so I, I decided not to pre-order. It's so. true, but then some people like to support them because for what they do, you know. Mm-hmm. And the game is going to be 100% DRM-free from the get-go. Um, if you pre-order right now, you get Neverwinter Nights. You get uh, two multiplayer beta codes for the Witcher Adventure game, which I'm going to get to next. Mm-hmm. You get the Witcher. You get a bonus digital comic from Dark Horse called Witcher House of Glass. And a lot of the stuff you get – let me see what else is here at the bottom. You get a few things right now. I'm looking at the page, but it's not loading properly for me. Yeah, you get like the CD soon and stuff like that and the soundtracks. And- oh, you, uh, yeah, you get four tracks right now that you can sample of the soundtrack, but you get the full – actually, uh, the digital soundtrack is an expanded version. So you actually get more <laughs> more music than you would on the CD. Uh, the, the art book you get, but it's a digital art book. It has all 200 pages, HD wallpaper, artwork, avatars, But I mean, this videos. is the stuff you always get with their games if you get it digitally, period. Like, they yeah. always give you this much stuff. They're very, so they're it's very not like it's a pre-order stuff. bonus or anything. It's just this is how they do their digital edition, and it's awesome. So, Yeah, I mean, this, this company uh, does But I right. see that. I'm like, well, the problem is they've shot themselves in the foot. They're not giving me an incentive to buy early. You don't want the Witcher Adventure game beta? Multiplayer beta? Wait, what Witcher Adventure game? All right, I'm glad you asked. So the next big announcement was – well, actually, sort of tied together, but I'll do with this one first. Do you guys remember a little while ago, um, First Flight Games and CD Projekt announced that they were doing a board game called The Witcher Adventure Game? Uh, maybe. Well, this is really nice First board Flight game. or Hi- Fantasy Flight? Oh, there you – thank you. Fantasy Flight Games. Okay. This is a really high-quality board game. It's coming out later this year um, in development. Uh, they realized, you know, this would be really good if we did an Android and iOS version. And then about midway through, they realized, you know, we're doing this on Unity. Why don't we just put it on PC, Mac, and Linux? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's a board game? Yeah. It's oh, a, well, you say adventure game. I think of a point-and-click adventure game. No, but that's what the board game is called, The Witcher Adventure Game. Oh, okay. That's a, yes. a, actually a confusing title. All right. <laughs> It's because it's more than just like a monopoly. There, there are a lot of like role-playing elements. There are quest, there are quest cards that you can choose. There's like a little skill branching skill trees for your characters as you play. So, is this going to still actually be a real board game? Absolutely, yes. So, this is one of those board games that's a pain in the butt to set up in real life. So, you probably um, don't want to play the digital version. There are a lot of little pieces. Yeah. Did <laughs> they have a prototype there at the event? 
Yes, they did. I, I, I when I have a great twenty-minute interview with uh, with the executive producer of the board game and the both digital and physical, all the pieces were there. Manny, I mean, the game is still in beta. Where can people find that interview? They can find it on the front page of RB Gamer right now, and in the Dialogue Trees podcast, which you subscribe to on iTunes, or just go to Dialogue Trees on the sidebar and check them out. What a what a great thing. I'm glad we have this resource available so people can listen to interviews with people who make cool products like this. And it, legitimately, the game actually looks really good. It's like it's it's not some cheap thing they threw together. I mean, well, it's Fantasy it's, Flight. It's going to be a full, you know, a real. It's the real. And deal. it's really funny too. They thought they were going to turn around the board game like in three months, and then it's turned into like Oops. a a one and a half year development. <laughs> well, they tried. To, you know? They decided to make something really in depth. So th- those sorts of games can go either way too. I mean. It's probably a long game to play, I assume. No, uh, they said you can go through like one particular game in like maybe two hours, but there's a but there's a lot of replay value like the main uh, Witcher oh, games. Oh, it's, it's short, a short two hour game. Okay. Hey, compared to like something like Carcassonne, which takes like a week. <laughs> Carcassonne does not take a week. Carcassonne is a forty five minute game. What okay, are you talking fine. about? I played Car- Carcassonne is a game you open a game board game night with. Hey, one to two hours, not bad. Lots of replay yeah. value, multiple quest cards. You build a character. It, it looks pretty cool. Does it have betrayals? Is, this, is one person bad, and you get to find out later who it is, or anything like that? No, 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 no nothing okay. like that. But you, you know, there's like you're all going, working towards a goal. It's like because uh, you're part of a party, but you'll have your own like win conditions, and you can choose to help each other or just maybe leave someone, maybe let, let leave someone defense of themselves, but that can have repercussions for you in the future. So that kind of stuff. Of course, I mean, what fun is a board game if you can't play with people, right? Right. So that's the other big announcement is that GOG is launching a client called GOG Galaxy. So the best way I can describe this is Steam without the DRM. So it's this completely optional client they're going to have, and it's going to enable them to do something that GOG has been sorely lacking, which is bring multiplayer to the service. So uh, they're going to – right after E3, they're going to start a closed multiplayer beta for the Witcher Adventure game where they're going to be able to test out the GOG Galaxy client. Um, they're going to be able to test out how fun the game, the adventure game is. They're going to – you know, it's, it's going to be – this This beta is working for them on multiple levels, you know, for the adventure game itself, for the, for the new GOG Galaxy client, for – you know, it's actually kind of funny. The board game had beta written all over it. Like on the box, I have some pictures of it. It just says beta on the physical board game. And Real we're making jokes. Beta test. Yes. Like, are you guys going to patch the physical board game? <laughs> it's like, yeah, here's one right now. Sticker. <laughs> so, uh, but the God Galaxy thing is, you may think like, oh, another client. What's the point? This one's a little bit different though. Because one of the key features they're talking about is called uh, cross, cross play. Where if you, say Chris, you bought... The Witcher adventure game, or you got it as a pure bonus, or in some Steam sale on Steam, right? Right. And I have it on GOG. We can actually play multiplayer together across across these different platforms. Okay. And they want to say like they don't want to force you to download this. So any of the functionality that the multi that the website has or will have in the future minus multiplayer will be in the client. So you know. If you get a PM or a friend sends you a message or there's a sale on a game in your wish list, you'll be notified about that. But for me, the biggest thing is that it's going to enable them to finally do uh, Delta updates for their games that happen in the background. So one of the, you know, one of the problems about DRM-free gaming is that, sure, you own the game, but you, have, but you own the entire process. If there's an update, right. you have to find out about it from somewhere, either on Twitter or from, the webs- or from a forum. Someone has to tell you. It's that you not gotta go in- really DRM gaming that that's a problem with. It's just the fact that it's this 
unmanaged. There's no service managing your game installs. I don't know of a DRM free service that does that though. There aren't many DRM services. Yeah. Uh, is, is Desura DRM free? Because if so, it does it. Otherwise, mm. yeah, no one else is DRM free. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the problem with the Humble Bundle is that I never know when a game is updated. Sometimes when I log into my Humble account after store purchases, it'll say at the top, one game has been updated since your last visit. So I have to scroll through the, like, the list and find out which one it is. And then yeah, download that's why this I always thing. get the Steam keys. <laughs> yeah. So imagine this now. You can just buy any game like FTL, whatever. If there's an update, it downloads in the background. You can play multiplayer with Steam friends. And, oh, and the bigger thing is that I, I have – there's another interview – on Dialogue Trees with uh, the guy who announced it. And he was, we were talking about the future and how this is enabling them to sign games that they've never been able to have on the service before. So you can imagine you can imagine a lot of fun DRM-free games or just fun old games that had like big multiplayer components that just simply would not work on the ser- service. And now it can. Mm. So this they're really building out their future now with this. They're going to – and if they're always on their desktop, you're going to care if they're sales. If they're always on your desktop and you can play with your Steam friends, you're going to care about – you know, easy updates. You're going to care about playing with your friends. You're going to care about all this stuff that sort of kept me away from GOG. I mean, this is for me, this is like the, the differentiator. This is the point that goes like, okay, I care a little bit less about the Humble Store now and I care a little bit more about GOG because I'm supporting some good people who, who really care about their fans. I still get my theorem free games. I still get to play multiplayer. I still get to play with my Steam friends. I still get good sales. At this point, I'm like, Humble Bundle. Great. I've been saying for like for like uh last six months that Humble Bundle has been eating Gog's lunch and I think they realized that. And this is the well, I mean move. unless Gog is gonna start doing Humble Bundles, I don't see that changing. The reason I get games out of Humble Bundle is not to buy them from Humble Bundle or get them DRM free, is to get this really inexpensive Steam bundle of a bunch of games for super cheap. Mm. See, I was going from the other angle with of the DRM free side where the reason why I started moving over to the Remember they also opened the Humble store though. Yeah, I don't use Which it. Which is a direct, just DRM free store. I don't use it. I'm only there for the bundles. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, Fair. but a lot of people do use it. Okay. Right. And this is a, and this is a big deal for them. I think, I think this is a big deal for them, and, it's, and I hope it's successful, because I would love to have this kind of a service for DRM free games. Uh, any questions or anything about this? About the GOG Galaxy service, about the Witcher Adventure game, board game, or The Witcher 3? Um, the only way into the beta is to get pre-order The Witcher 3. So how that's working? Um, yes. Uh, uh, we'll talk after the show. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever that means. All right. So, yeah. Good. Witcher 3. And there's a video up you can watch that's kind of a trailer that leads into it. All I know is that in The Witcher 3, you get to ride lots of horses. That's all the trailer really showed me. And somebody yeah. shows up from the past, and since I haven't played the other games, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, they were very upfront about some of the mistakes the mistakes they made with The Witcher 2 about the combat. It being while being good, it took a while to get good because you had to, you know, you had to sort of spend skills on certain abilities that made the combat flow better and not as difficult. So I think they acknowledged their problems with the action combat and with the storytelling, the world, and they they've set out to fix a lot of that stuff. So okay. there you go. Well, that's something. Uh, let's see, we got another story here. <laughs> we got a review up. RB Gamer has a review up. Of Agarest, Generations of War. I guess somebody bought it on Steam. Remember we talked about that last week? Um, well, that was Agarest 2. So this is the first one, right? Or is this the second one? I don't I think even... it's the first one. Because I remember there's like a second one that's not called Agarest 2. Right? 
don't it's know. There was an Agarus Whatever. Zero, I think. He, it's an Agarus game. Mike Menke reviewed it, gave it a one out of five. Nobody's surprised. Price. All right. Manny, another big company had a, a big press conference this week. Which was actually quite nice. It was a great way to start off the week because it was a legitimately exciting and good press conference. Well, this is the uh, so Apple had their WWC key, DC keynote. This is traditionally the one where they show off the new operating systems that are going to be coming out in the next year, and uh, usually no hardware anymore. So that's exactly what happened here. They talked about iOS eight, and they talked about OS ten, the next version of it. Uh, what's Yosemite. It called Yosemite? Okay, cool name. And uh, I, though I was I was hoping for weed. Um, I did like OS 10 that. weed. Yeah. No, not OS 10 Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, Rancho Cucamonga. I want OS 10 Van Nuys. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, for for anyone who doesn't care about the Apple stuff, sorry, I'll try and make this quick. Uh, the point mm-hmm. be no what? Hold on, I'll say this. It totally matters because what this company does affects even if you're like an Android fan and you love what Google does or Samsung does. Uh, competition in the marketplace is great. That's why you know what Apple does pushes the market forward what android does is important and that pushes the market forward so, so here's what they did relevant. that's going to actually totally potentially move the market forward um in a big sting uh, something that i don't even know if android can respond to uh it probably can i don't know uh they they've released a new low-level graphics api they're calling it metal but the point is it's it's a lower level graphics api that lets uh people write str- much closer to the hardware and get more performance out of the the Apple mobile devices, um, which should, in theory, allow game developers who are writing for iOS to use this API and have um, better looking games that get more out of the hardware, potentially twice as much performance than just writing for OpenGL. It was interesting. Uh, Tim Sweeney, who almost never does press conferences, at this point, came and on you can stage. see why because he's not a good speaker. Well, he's a nerd's nerd, and that was like a that, that was like a very much a develop. Most of the audience were developers, so I think they enjoyed him. He was one of them, you know, <laughs> one of the tribe, so to speak. So but, I uh, I think that this will result in Android releasing something similar that lets people get closer to the hardware, and it seems to be a sign that people uh, you know developers want something more than just OpenGL because. You know that's that's fine. It's a it's a graphics API, and there's a lot of developers that are happy with that or or want to write for that because it's a lot easier. But some people are going to want to be able to write closer to the hardware, and that's something you have been unable to do given how locked down the devices have been thus far. Um, and and you know, um, I might be mistaken. Maybe there's already a way to do this with a device on Android, but it would have to be very custom to that one device. I don't know. But one of the good th- I, one of the most immediate things you'll see is that like uh, for for companies that use cross cross platform engines like Unity, Unity the next version of Unity is going to support it, and then Unity games will just run better. So Unity won't target OpenGL directly; it'll target Metal. Wow. Well, you know they'll support it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of so, awesome. Hmm. I, you know, a lot of people are talking that this is setting up. What this is clearly setting up is the future of the Apple TV. You put an A7 chip in there, metal. Uh, they also announced in one of the developer conferences that you can use, you know, the Made for iPhone initiative? Yeah. Where you can use the control. So you Made can, for iPhone is their accessory initiative. It's not just controllers, but... Yeah. Yes, but you also the, the new controller component of that is that you can put a controller on a phone, and then you can use the controller, including the tilt touch controls, the tilt, and all the physical buttons as a controller for either your iPad or your Mac. And of course, you can imagine though easily that it, like the way that Amazon released their Kindle Fire TV that can play games with a controller, you can easily see an Apple A7 Apple TV 
that you can just use any old controller, Bluetooth controller you have, including your phone, and you can play these games on that TV using this A7 chip and metal, whatever, you know. I like. Yeah. And of course, that mean, there's also talk that uh, Google's going to have their own set-top box that also plays games. So there's going to be, man, I feel so bad for the Ouya. They came too soon and too small because now the big dogs are coming into this and they're going to do a much better job. <laughs> the Ouya had news this week. Um, that still exists? I forget what it was, though. <laughs> they announced something, some game. Oh, yeah, Double Fine Adventure has got an Ouya version coming out. Oh, that's right. I got a, I got an email from them. And there's some other yeah. Ouya announcement, and I just didn't care. Nobody cares. That's the problem. <sighs> yeah. Like, even, even if Amazon Fire TV is the worst set-top box from these three big competitors, mm-hmm. it's still going to be the best one. Wait, everyone's getting into this. There's the Vita TV, and th- no, there's the talk. the Vita TV isn't coming out here. Okay, but this might. is that um, Imagine an Xbox 360 without the physical hard drive, I mean the physical disk drive, or a physical hard drive that's like a small little puck that you can play downloaded Xbox 360 games to, but is also, you know, plays HBO Go, Amazon, um, Amazon Prime TV, and Netflix. That I can easily see for ninety nine dollars, mm-hmm. and so that I mean these little tiny set top boxes may not seem like a big deal, but for a lot of people, just you know, they just want to watch their streaming shows, and if they can play a few games on there too that are fun, that's enough for them. Fair enough. So yeah, it was a good conference. Craig Federighi did a great job. That was his show. Uh, I look forward to Yosemite and iOS eight. Yep, yep. Um, uh, and <laughs> new programming the language. Swift. We're going to be Swift developers now. Michael Tidwell and I have been going back and forth all week. Like, should we learn this? Should we not learn is it, this? Is it better than Xcode? It's in Xcode. Oh, god damn it's, it! It's not. It's better than Objective C. Is the idea? That's what you don't like about Xcode, right? Objective C without the C. <laughs> it's it's more of a it's it's actually closer to Microsoft's F Sharp. I don't know if you're familiar with that, John. Um. F Sharp. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, it's kind of a it's it's a programming language that's built more to be quick and agile, like a scripting language. It's got generics. It's got a bunch of stuff that Java has. Um, all sorts of interesting like things. Interesting live previews and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like seriously, why you, you see your code results on the side of the screen while you're typing your code? They're doing some interesting stuff. Um, but you got to be in the developer program to to play with it right now and. You know that costs a hundred bucks a year and whatever. So you know what's interesting though is um is that I think on June eighteenth Amazon is going to be showing off their own big thing, which their three D phone. I'm sorry, their what? You haven't heard that no. Amazon's making a three D cell phone? What does smartphone? that mean? The I, my phone already exists in a three D space. So what makes Amazon's three D? There's going to be four cameras on the front that track your eyes and your face. So wherever you you tilt the thing, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be their way of showing you three D images of items on the on the Amazon store. So that it's a holographics stuff. phone, or like what? No, it doesn't jump out of the screen. It just uses the perspective to make things look based on where your eyes are. So, and where the phone it, is but it's like three DS style technology. I don't think it's lenticular. It's using the cameras to create the illusion on the screen. Well, I mean, but is each eye getting a separate image? Is what no. I mean. Okay. So it's I'm just not, a, that, actually, so it's not really not 3D. Picture. It's just a perspective phone sort of thing. All right. Hmm. But it's going to be their big thing. Their, When's that their announced? Big, I think June 18th. June 18th. Okay. So the week. I could after be wrong. It could be lenticular. We all we know is what because uh, 
images of the show showed up on the Brazilian FCC equivalent website. Mm-hmm. And they've been rumored to do this for a while, so there's going to be this big 3D announcement of their of their fancy 3D phone. In 3D. 3D. You need a 3D TV to watch it. That would be awesome. <laughs> it's the only, the only thing made for 3D TVs anymore. All right, so that's uh, all right. So that's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else interesting in the Apple thing. They didn't show any actual games. Oh, right, right. My company, Epic, the the healthcare softening software company I work for. Um, they uh, they're in the health kit. So like that health kit section that they were talking about. Um, <clears throat> they showed off the MyChart app. That's our app, and it had our name on it, and that. So our our app will be connecting to that health kit thing, and huh. so they wanted to show Chris, show us off. Are you making me healthier directly? Um, yes, I'm making you healthier one app at a time. Good job. Yeah, uh, it was funny. To, like our lead R and D guy was sitting in the front row of the audience. I was watching him smile and clap whenever there was a break in the in the show. So it's like, wow, well, we're there. That's cool. You're big time. So is everyone at the company going to get a free uh, no. Apple smartwatch? No, nobody in the company is going to get a free anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how this works. Uh, I know that like some of the higher ups had to sign NDAs and stuff, and they knew about like some of the announcements. I I bet they only knew about some of the announcements. Uh, before I bet they only knew about healthcare, right? Yeah, I bet you. I, I have no idea. I have no information about that other than that agreements were signed <laughs> and something was known ahead of time. So um, it'd be interesting to know what, what that was, but I will never find out. And if I did tell you guys, I'd probably lose my job. So I'm not telling you. <laughs> Fine. So, be that way. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> he didn't even tell you, Anna. No, I didn't find out till the, like the day of that. There were, any Oh, by the way, signed. guys, uh, we're going to be featured in the Apple keynote. It wasn't an announcement or anything. I found out like through the rumor chain that somebody said talked to somebody who said that there were agreements signed and all that stuff. So nothing interesting, really. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, iOS eight. Uh, hope it comes out soon because I want some of the features in it. What was your favorite iOS eight feature, Manny? Um, extensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so, I get swipe finally. Finally, iOS users can get swipe. You know, it's like the first glimpse of Apple post Steve Jobs. There are a lot. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're a lot more open, and they care a lot more about what the users are saying. And they're more like, "Hey, we kind of don't care if you want to use your own keyboard. It's not a big of a deal." <laughs> so good. Should be fun. All right. Fable anniversary. Remember that? No. <laughs> No? No. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Well, uh, it's coming to PC. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Nobody cares. (laughs) I just told you a minute ago I didn't even remember it existed. (laughs) I can't comment on Apple stuff easily. I I I just run Android on all my phones. That's fine. No. I like how he didn't even, he Quinn didn't even register that we're talking about people anniversary. <laughs> Quinn still like Apple stuff. Awesome. We should talk about that. Yeah, pretty much. So there you go, Chris. No one cares about Fable anniversary. Write in if you care about Fable anniversary being on PC. And I live in the same country as Peter Molyneux. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Um, actually, I think his development studio is like just up the road. Yeah, Lionhead. Wait, is he? No, he's no, not there the, anymore. No, he's at Twenty Two Cans. The people who made Goddess. Oh, okay. Uh, which I think is in Guildford, which is like an hour's drive away from here. I can imagine every time you drive by, all you hear is like someone on a megaphone. Imagine a world. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Peter Molyneux on 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 the megaphone. Uh, what if? <laughs> I like. I still love the Peter Molyneux t- Twitter account. It, uh, I, the they don't. Guildford doesn't have religious crazies in its in its town square. It's just Peter Molyneux giving out his latest gems of game ideas. That's it. I'd, I'd, I'd actually pay real. money to see that. We will give life to Milo one day. Milo. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we need to move on. Forget, forget Fable Anniversary. Nobody cares. Uh, remember <laughs> Shyness? That was the uh, JRPG that was on Kickstarter? Yeah, it was successful. Yep. They, got, they hit their $100,000 goal, and um, they've got some stretch bolt goals they're working for. And the first episode will supposedly come out in quarter one, twenty fifteen, and, and I think that's it. So, did you back that, Anna? Yep. Cool. We can play it. Uh oh, and I guess there's manga for that too. So look for that to come as well. Theater Rhythm got a date. September sixteenth. Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call will be come out in North America. Uh, there is a crazy collector's edition that Anna made me buy, so I blame her. They're only making five thousand copies. It's got a pouch for your 3DS. It's got a like a twenty-track soundtrack CD that comes with any pre-order, and then it has no. I'm sorry, it has a twenty-track soundtrack CD that comes with collector's edition, and then it also comes with another soundtrack CD that anyone who pre-orders the game gets. Um, the collector's edition also comes with these uh, collectible cards and a fancy box. That's it. It's seventy bucks. If you just pre-order the game, you get a five-track CD, and that's it. You can pre-order right now on Amazon. You can look for one of those collector's editions on the Square Enix store if they're still available. Um, your results may vary by the time the show gets out. Uh, let's see. There was a story about the Obama playing The Witcher. Uh, we already did that. That was for me. Uh, it's really oh. weird to think that The Witcher has become this Polish cultural heritage. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Borderlands The Pre-Sequel has a date. Uh, this is interesting. I'm excited for this. October 14th is the date that you'll be able to play as Claptrap. So October 14th, if you're a Borderlands person, look forward to that. Mark it in your calendar. If you're a Monster Hunter person, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite is coming out for iOS. Uh, it'll be on iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, iPad Mini, and iPad Air. Uh, it'll include HD graphics, touchscreen controls, target camera options, and quote-unquote seamless co-op multiplayer quests. What so, I really want to know, is this free to play? Uh, no. Which okay. is good. Uh, this is a game that's already out on um, Vita. Which uh, you can get for free on Vita if you were a PlayStation Plus member in March. And there you go. So that's it. Man. There's so many of these tiny little games I would totally play on a TV if I had a little Apple TV. <laughs> I'm just saying. Actually, isn't yeah. Freedom Unite a, uh, a PSP game? I have no idea. Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Let's see. Monster Hunter Wiki. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Yeah, it was a PSP game. So I, I wouldn't want to play that on Vita then. Um, yeah, wait for the iOS version. Probably be easier to control. 
which sounds weird, but if you've ever tried to do the claw, oh my gosh. The claw. Ooh. Ooh. Um, oh, Pokemon U.S. National Championships. So this is a thing, apparently. They do Pokemon tournaments. Uh, this is for the card game, of course. Right? Oh, of course. No, it's both. Oh, right, right. Oh. We've talked about this in the past. I'm sorry, I've forgotten. So this is in past years. So they, they have this oh. the World Championships, and they do both the video game tournament and the collectible card game per- tournament at the same time. So, if you go to it, if you just show up with X or Y, you'll get a, a special shiny Mamoswine and, during the event. Really? Uh, yeah, they're in, they take place in Washington, D.C. from August 16th to 17th. Which is weird, because... Hold on, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me reread this. This is... I've got, compu- I've got contradicting info in this story I'm using. All right. The, the championships, okay, the Pokemon U.S. National Championships will be streamed for the first time via Twitch from July 4th to 6th. It'll take place in Indianapolis, Indiana and feature a live stream, video game, card game, card game, video game, all right? And then what is this thing, this last line of the story contradicts the rest of the story. So this is, um, I'm sorry, this is very confusing. Let me see if I can find uh, a better better info on this. Uh, 2014th, it'll be July 5th and 6th. So I don't even know where the 4th came into this. So this story sucks. So <laughs> the 2014 National Championships, uh, for the 5th and 6th, I don't know where the championships are being held in Indianapolis, but they are going to be in Indianapolis. Ignore that comment about Washington, D.C. That story was just wrong. And if you show up, you do get the shiny, the shiny Mamoswine. Um, let's see. Just bring your system at the Indiana Convention Center Hall. So if you're in or near Indianapolis and you want your shiny Mamoswine on the 5th or 6th, that's how you do it. Um, are they actually starting on the 4th? Yeah. So the, I guess there's a day of, um, of like prelims that they aren't going to be streaming on the 4th. So somewhere between the 4th and the 6th, if you go to the Indiana Convention Hall, you can go check out the Pokemon stuff and get your shiny Pokemon. All right? And then the 5th okay. and 6th, you can watch on Twitch, which I might check out some of that. What do you think, Anna? No? Sure. Yeah? I think it'd be cool. Anna's much more excited about this one. Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix is coming to North America. Yay. On December 2nd, has date. This Christmas of course, present. If you remember, this is Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix, and Recoded, the, the, just the cutscenes from Recoded. So, uh, To be honest, that sounds a hell of a lot of a better, uh, sort of better package than 1.5. Okay. Yep. Because it's Birth by Sleep. The first time you'll be able to get a new copy of Birth by Sleep in a long time since they never released it digitally. Uh, and also, um, the... Final. I think I've mentioned on the cast before the final mix stuff in Kingdom Hearts Two is quite fun. How many pages is the Kingdom Hearts timeline document up to? I think it's like thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Sweet. Something like that. It's quite I a lot. Thing. <laughs> I do love that thing. <laughs> if anyone ever asks what's the plot of the Kingdom Hearts game, that is my go-to document. All right, guys, this is my favorite story of the week. Hato full boyfriend is going to be coming out to the U.S. 
Yes! Yes. Pigeon love. This is the adventure game where you're dating a pigeon. Um, Not just a pigeon. Is it all pigeons in the game, or is it a girl or a boy dating a pigeon? It's pigeons. It's all pigeons. No, it, I, I say, aren't there a couple of other birds that aren't pigeons? I'm pretty sure it's like a quail It's a or visual something. novel. It's all pigeons. No, you take on the role of the holy human in St. Pigeon Nation's prestigious school for birds. So you find a bird love interest while managing elective school classes. So in the vein of that one where your girlfriend turns into an apaca, you are the only human in a school of, of pigeons. Yeah, I know, I know. But we didn't get it first. So if you want... This is a we remake. We didn't even really get the llama one. That yes. was just a bad, bad translation. All right, so the, the, it, is a, it is a... I think a remake or a upmake to port to PC and Mac from this summer... Mediatronics doing the port, I guess, and Devolver Digital is publishing it. Yeah, um, I was just checking the. I, I don't know if they're going to include like the because uh, they actually got a, a bunch of sort of fairly big name um, like voice actors in Japan to do a drama CD at one point. Okay, uh, my favorite Japanese voice actor actually does voice the rather creepy uh, doctor who is actually a Chukar partridge. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, in other news, uh, there's videos out there of the opening to Persona Q. You can go check that out if you want to be spoiled about that. Atlas very nicely asked people in Japan not to spoil past the fourth spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ropa 2 has been announced as coming to, uh, to the U.S. this year, I think. Uh, or at least it'll be at E3, right? Um, and they've got a trailer for it, so you can check that out. Uh, if, you've, if you've played Danganronpa 2, 1 and want to see the trailer uh uh this was oh i didn't oh yeah yeah soul sacrifice delta soul sacrifice delta that's a monster hunter style competitor game it has a free update and has new quests and demons in it so it's a crossover dlc from omega force's game tokiden the age of demons so you can uh, check that out if you are owner of uh, soul sacrifice delta a game which in my opinion needs a uh, option to just pay a small fee to upgrade but whatever, because a lot of people got Soul Sacrifice 1 for free on PS Plus, so it'd be nice to just pay a little bit of money and get the Delta content, right? No. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 won't be at E3. This was confirmed. We mentioned it earlier. I just want to reiterate, don't be looking for news on 15 or 3 next week. Um, I think, course, they also I reiterate think the Fantasy- development's going well on both. <laughs> I think uh, I think Final Fantasy fourteen is getting some information though. Yeah, well, of course, it's an ongoing MMO that they're upkeeping. They should be releasing more info, don't you think? From what I understand, they will be releasing some information regarding the uh, like the next big update, which also includes some new classes. New classes, you say? Interesting. Yeah. If you've done, I oh, well, I, actually, Chris, did you play much fourteen? I don't um, know if you got no, it. I'm I'm still in my thirties. Oh, okay, it's basically the the uh, post the patch two point two stuff uh, kind of teases a couple of uh, classes in the kind of way of you know we're introducing new combat styles to um, the people in universe in okay. a kind of nod nod new classes might be coming nod kind of way. <laughs> okay, cool. That's nice. Do you know any idea what classes they'd be? Uh, the two that I think are at top of what people think they might be are uh, some sort of ninja or dual wielding class, 
and uh, Musketeer, which has been dummied out ever since the original 14. Uh, if you go to the if you go to the Marauders Guild in Limsa, uh, you can see um, banners for it, the, the Musketeers Guild. Hmm. So some nice. sort of gun using class. Okay. Look forward to that next week. Um, in addition, if you're looking for stuff to do during next week, you can follow all of Sony's stuff by downloading the uh, PS4 app. Apparently, there'll be a live stream of Sony's press briefing you can use the app to watch, which I think you could probably also get to on the web. Um, you'll be able to check out screenshots and trailers from the PlayStation 3, PS4, and Vita games that are being shown off on the booth. And it'll also offer the latest details on the streaming service PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. Um, users of the E3 app, here's what it says, will unlock, can unlock goodies such as 30-day trials of Amazon Prime and Sony Music Unlimited, as well as Sony Rewards Points. And will people who are using the app will randomly get invited to be part of the PlayStation Now private beta. So they'll be giving out 6,000 invites for each of the three days of E3. So I guess that's 18,000 people get invited. So that's what happens if you use the app. Um... Not as uh, nice of a program. <laughs> Manny and I and Ed got little uh, invites to use the EA app for E3, which right now I opened it up and only. signed in. And it's, well, anyone can download it. But, you know, since we're press, we've got a, a login and it, it gets us, uh, it shows me the time of the press conference. And that's it. If we were really special, it would show me when my booth tour appointment is. But we're not really special, so it doesn't tell me that. Booth tour, ha, 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 ha. And, uh, and they programmed an entire app for that. Well, they they contracted a third party to make the app for them. I forget oh, what oh, it is, but you can well, see they it. Push the booth tour they, they couldn't even be asked to program it themselves. No, it's a very generic social sharing conference type app. It's got its own version of Twitter in there. You can post uh, pictures and, and text updates, and you can follow other people in the app. So I'm following Manny and Ed, and I expect to see no posts from them in this app. Well, it's so I do weird. know that if you click, that if we click on the boot uh, tour button, we just get uh, like an EA executive laughing in our faces. <laughs> you can download <laughs> the app too, EA at E3 2013. I don't know if you'll uh, be able to do I anything think with I'll it. I'll pass. EA E3 2014. Sorry. Does uh, Xbox have anything going on? I'm sure you can watch like all the stuff on there on the uh, Xbox One and stuff. If you guys right? want a quick rundown of uh, yeah, give me a rundown. Of, okay, okay. So on on Monday at 9 a.m. we have the Microsoft press conference. Do not feel bad if you can't attend in person because that is one of the few press conferences that is that and Ubisoft are exactly the same thing. Whether you're there in person or you watch a live stream, there's no difference. After that, at 12 p.m., we have EA press conference which is around two hours this year. It sounds like there might be something special if you're there in person, maybe some interviews on the side. Otherwise, it's exactly the same as a live stream, and you can watch that at EA, E3, whatever, or on Twitch. After that, we have Ubisoft, which is uh, if you're there in person, you get some – they usually hand out some kind of a – some big swag related to their most recent game. Sometimes it's something as dumb as a poster. Sometimes it's the fancy – like I think like two years ago, they gave out those Assassin's Creed Compendium books. Well, they just released Watch Dogs, so I think all your smartphones get a free virus when you walk in. Oh, last, speaking of it, last year they actually did give out a Watch Dogs stuff. It was a, it was a tin 
that contained a sticker and an iPhone case. Was it, were there any dogs. fake bombs in the tin that can uh, cause people to have to bring the bomb squad into your building? No, I don't think so. No, that's only press outlets in Australia get that? <laughs> um, but yeah, Ubisoft is going to be the same thing. Just watch it on a live stream, no big deal. After that, there's the Sony event that starts at 6 p.m., uh, that one is also going to be some is going to be live streamed, but it's also going to be live streamed to multiple theaters throughout the United States and Canada. I think over forty in total. Those That's tickets right. sold out a you, while ago. The, yeah, those tickets. I think they were free, but they're gone by now. Right? Oh yeah, long gone. So, but if you got one of those, good for you. You get to watch the Sony press conference in a theater. You get some extra stuff. I hear the bonus thing that everyone's getting is a uh, a beta code to Battlefield Hardline. Oh, do we get one? Maybe. But mm. you're not going to play Battlefield Hardline. No, I'm not. <laughs> I can't even do that. Yeah. You just want it because you're getting, they're handing out free things and yeah, you feel left out. I do. You're right. Chris, Chris, Chris's like, entire inventory of stuff is built up from basically three freebies. It is not. Not by a long shot. Okay, I, have, I have a lot E3, of Humble Bundle E3, sales. I was going to say E3, E3 freebies and collector's editions. Yes. That's that, that my is house, house is made out of raw materials salvaged from collector's edition items. Here's yep. a fun fact about Chris you may not know. He has an entire room dedicated to plastic statues of various video game protagonists. Oh, you what? have no idea. Not <laughs> <You> yet. Have... <laughs> Uh, actually, I was going to say Chris made, all of, Chris made the structure of his house out of steel books. <laughs> I like that one. I have a, I have a steel book vest, much like the uh, fabled iPhone vest. Yep. Oh, it's so funny. I listened to one of the early MacBreak weeklies, like number two or three, just to go back because I felt nostalgic. Oh, he's such an idiot, that guy. Which oh, one? So, the the one with the vest. Um, the photographer. But man, he, he was like, "Oh, there needs to." get an iPhone I want it to, and they ask him why because Apple will make it and it'll be amazing yes. because Apple <laughs> that was that guy basically except he didn't say like oh because an inner communicator will change the way no he wasn't even thinking about that he just thought well, phone Apple, Apple. There. that's all he thought win <laughs> and the dude had stock he won <laughs> I think he's retired now yeah good he for was him. the winner He he laughs last what was that, Scott something or other? I forget. Uh, Scott Bourne. Scott Bourne, yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Oh, early Mac break. Have you listened to any late Mac breaks? Uh, a few. It's okay. It's okay now? Okay. It's okay. Uh, I've, they, I've been away. Andy and Anatko, and they got Renee Ritchie from MyMore on there is, now. Is Leo even on it anymore? He is, he is. Okay. He's the naysayer now. He naysays oh, everything Apple does. Because he's all pro-Android now. Yep. Yeah. He just goes, like, I don't know. They're going to mess it up. I don't know. This was a mistake. He was like, like a week ago, he's like saying, this Beats thing will never happen. It's the dumbest thing ever. Never well, happen. It is kind of a dumb week. thing. <laughs> Why did they it's buy It's like Beats? a week of their cash. It's a week of their cash. They don't you know care. what I like? Remember when Dr. Dre left Beats? Because no. I do. And now Beats is, now Dr. Dre is Apple's newest employee. What? Because HP bought Beats and Dr. Dre left Beats. And I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care, to be honest. Beats. I thought they bought Beats. Maybe not. Uh, I give up. Beats. Um, so, yeah, uh, E3. Let's, let's talk about our E3 predictions. E3 predictions. Um, I say 
that the most interesting thing that'll happen at E3 is that Nintendo's going to actually win the press conferences this year, and everyone's going to be like, how did Nintendo win the press conferences? This doesn't make any sense. What, what, what? And that's it's going to be some some new title announcement, and it'll just be all, you know, since they won't have a press conference, right? But the new cycle that they get out of their announcements will be strong enough that it'll be feel like they won even though they didn't have a press conference. And everyone's going to be spending all week talking about how Nintendo won rather than the news of that what made them win. So that that's that's my prediction. And the nice thing about my predictions, I don't have to give you any specifics. <laughs> and they're going to release a phone and it's going to be awesome because it's made by Nintendo. Oh, just imagine Nintendo phone. Yeah, but what's going to be good about it? Nintendo phone. What's going to make it special? Nintendo. <laughs> what do you think, John? What What's your E3 predictions? The stuff from Final Fantasy XIV might be vaguely interesting. That, that's it. That's the whole show for you. Yeah, pretty much. Manny, you got any predictions? Um... Honestly, not really. Uh, I think this the only E3 two is big be trip- so bad, isn't it? <laughs> for us, for yeah. us, but that's the problem is that we're an RPG focused site, so that really narrows our view of the, of the entire show as a whole. So, really, I, when I think of the big AAA games, I that think it's going to be bad about, for everybody. There's not going to be a lot of announcements. Two, there are two games, two AAA RPGs. Uh, three, if, if if we stretch the definition a little bit. So the big ones that we're going to care about is our Witcher 3 appointment, and then Dragon Age, which we may not get to see, Dragon Age Inquisition, and then finally uh, we Far Cry 4, mm-hmm. which is, you know... That's not really an RPG. <laughs> but they do, they, they do have leveling, and they do have a skill tree system. Okay. So it's not a traditional RPG, but it's there. Oh, man. I think those are the three big triple ones, unless there's something we just don't know about. That's a big secret. I hope so. Uh, well, Square Enix, will we be disappointed by Square Enix this year? Aren't we always disappointed by Square Enix? I don't know, man. No new Deus Ex or anything like yes. that? I think, uh, I think hmm. it's going to be another year where I'm like, wake me up when Tokyo Game Show comes around. It's the right time. Well, yeah, because that's been blowing people's socks off lately. Um, hey, it blew my socks off more than E3 did last year. What? No, it did not. They didn't announce anything. I know. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Um, I think you're right, Manny. New Deus Ex. That feels right to me. Yeah, the time does kind of feel right for for a new Deus Ex, particularly after Watch Dogs has come out now. Yeah. I'll take that. And I'll play it, too. I like that. I want to read more people's email. You know, somebody should just make a mobile game that's about hacking in people's email. Just you know, that's the funny thing is that they, sorry, they might. What? Email. Oh, right. That's my favorite part of Deus Ex. <laughs> that's funny that you say that, Chris, because the talk I hear is that they learned their lesson from the fall, and they realized that maybe they shouldn't just make a straight-up mini Deus Ex on tablets when they should make a game that's better suited for it. Mm-hmm. So I hear the next one might be just more of the side stuff that you like. Because if you play the fall, Deus Ex the fall, which is actually free, if you um, go to IGN, free it's their before. free iOS game of the month. They give out free codes for those games. Uh, but the best part of that game was the hacking and the email reading. Because, you know, you're on a device that Adam Jensen picks up when he does those things. Mm-hmm. So, if that ga- if Deus Ex the Fall was well, all... Well, you're not Adam just- Jensen in that game, though. No, you're uh, the guy from the 
from the comic, no, from the prequel novel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Deus Ex Icarus Effect. I didn't read that, but okay. All right. I, was that any good? Um, I, I hear it's decent cyberpunk sort of eh. sci-fi. Yeah, I don't have time for that. All right. I, I have started The Fall. I need to finish that. You oh, can well. play it on your uh, Amazon Fire TV. I have an iPad Air. It runs fine on there. I should just play it. You can play it with your Apple TV controller okay. later That's this year. It'll great. be a lunch game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Anna, Apple and TV. Uh. I'd ask Anna for E three predictions, but she knows too much that she can't say anything without getting in trouble. Sorry. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I got a prediction though. I think the most interesting thing we'll see won't be necessarily RPG related, but it'll be uh, Nintendo's figure initiative. I, I think we're lucky enough to go to be able to get an up close look with that stuff, so we'll be able to spend some time checking out. Okay. You know what I mean? Like their Skylanders. Yeah, no, yeah, I I remember, yeah, they have the whole initiative where there's going to be, like, one set of characters, they'll show up in multiple games and be used, and we think uh, Smash Brothers will be, like, the first one to use it, maybe? I I think it'll be interesting to see Nintendo's implementation of that, and if they can... Absolutely. Yeah, so... I'm interested to see Nintendo's fitness section. That's funny, like, all of our (laughs) Nintendo stuff is just going to all fall into the RPG elements column, (laughs) so... I'm Special telling you, it's going to be the most Chris interesting Privateer. part of the store. It will be the most interesting part of the show, rather. So, I, so I, Ed I and I clicks. are planning to do uh, show floor tours, uh, kind of like we did one, I think, two years ago. We did, like, West Hall, or, and now this year we're going to do both halls. And I think then we'll do a separate one where we just go around Nintendo's booth. Um, well, we'll go any booths that are interesting and warrant it. But I, I have a feeling Nintendo's booth will especially be that way. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Uh, look forward to lots of video content this week, um, except it ta- we've only got one guy making the videos, so it could take a while. So the video content will most likely a little bit of be up during the show and then a lot be up right after the show. So sorry, be patient with us. There's only so much we can do as an independent site without lots of interns and employees that we can force to stay home and do nothing but encode videos during E3. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have... The daily wrap-ups, will try and stay current at least on those. So watch those on our YouTube, youtube.com slash rpgamerdotcom. We'll also link them on the main site, um, rpgamer.com. There's going to be a big index page for E3, so just look for E3 on the main site. And you'll see it and it'll be linked all over the place. Um, it'll say E3 2014. There'll be a button. Um, we're uh, Also watch us on Twitter. Um, that's going to be our big discussion. We're going to try and encourage everybody there to be talking as much as they can on Twitter and giving impressions and what we feel like from the show. And we'll probably have like a forum uh, section. Uh, where would that go, Anna, if I want to do a big show, follow along with the show on the forums? Uh, no idea. <laughs> so, thank you, forum administrator. Let's see. I guess I would put it in miscellaneous gaming. Or latest updates. Latest updates, right? No? Which one, Anna? I don't know. You're, make a decision. <laughs> okay, it'll be in miscellaneous gaming. There'll be a big E3 thread. thread. Um, I'll be posting to it as much as I can with Tapa Talk, and uh, hopefully I can get other people to do so as well. And uh, that'll be our E3 coverage for this year. Thanks, everybody, for following us. Um, <coughs> I what have else? the... I... I have the worst luck in the world as far as um, oh. uh, shifts work shifts go. <coughs> I what, basically work. I think I think I work through basically all of the three conferences. Mm. If I was actually interested in watching them, I would actually be missing them. I think. But you're not. Was, so you're not. 
Well, I don't know, because uh, to be honest, my work shifts also kind of count me out of helping a lot with the E3 stuff, because I'm working 4.30pm to half midnight GMT. Well, I mean, seriously, you get to get home from work and then just um, watch the summaries of, Microsoft, of Sony and Nintendo, excuse me, Sony and Microsoft, and then Nintendo's yeah. you can watch whenever, because it'll be a direct, right? Yeah, that's true. So I, I think all I'll so do bad. is I'll just keep an eye out for when Square Enix starts talking about um, Final Fantasy XIV. You know, I hate to say it, guys, but there's not much reason for a show like this anymore other than sites like us where this is the only way we can get good press time with these people. Um, I don't know. I, I think RP Gamer, because we're so old, we had, we had decent relationships with uh, with a lot of companies. Maybe I think we punch above our weight a little bit. But I think anyone, but yeah, yeah, I think do other similar sites. Well, I mean, the the point is that sites that don't um, have the budget to fly around all these different events and aren't located in one of the cities that the publishers come to or are stationed in, an event like this is great because for the cost of one flight, you can see a lot of games and a lot of people. And but that's like all that I think this show is for anymore because Giant Bomb doesn't need this. GameSpot doesn't need this. IGN doesn't no. need this. And M- Microsoft itself doesn't need this. Nope. Nintendo figured out they don't need this. Yeah. Um, hey, here's a question. How do I watch that Smash Brothers tournament? When is that? How are they doing that? Anyone oh, know? So I'll give you some behind the scenes info real quick. Is that oh, yeah. uh, So usually what happens in the, is we all line up at 7 a.m. at the Nokia Theater to wait to get into the press conference. This year, instead of that happening, they're going to be a bunch of Nint- diehard Nintendo and... Uh, I heard Nintendo and Smash Brothers fans who are going to be lining up and they're going to be trying to get tickets and they're going to give priority to people who are dressed up as either Smash Brothers Nintendo characters or it's kind of some kind of crazy cosplay regalia and then they're going to get their tickets. Then later in the day, I think around five, it's four, four five PM, PM, four PM Pacific. Yeah, four PM Pacific. They're going to have they're going to let all those people in and then they're going to live stream that to the public as part of their Nintendo Direct feeds throughout okay. the entire so, show. Speaking of Nintendo's digital events, um, I've got their, their streaming live at 9 a.m. Pacific, I guess. Oh, wait. The digital event starts at 9 a.m. Pacific, which is like a Nintendo Direct, I guess. Um, that's the main presentation. I'll have re- break, breaking news. Right after that, they have the Nintendo Minute, which I don't know what that is. Um, it's a post-show recap, which has even more info about upcoming games. What does that mean? Okay. So now we announce everything. Now we show you more footage, I guess. So they'll stream that live, presumably at Nintendo.com. Then the Treehouse will be broadcasting all week from E3. So they'll just be, all three days, John can go and watch archives of the Treehouse streaming from that day, I guess. (laughs) And then um, you can too. And then there will be the Smash Brothers Invitational June 10th at 4 p.m. And that's uh, live on Nintendo's Twitch's channel for sure. Um, I guess all this will be on Nintendo's Twitch channel. So just subscribe to that and you have lots of stuff. And you can watch a tournament about Smash Brothers. So, What version of Smash Brothers are they playing? The new one? Yeah, the one that isn't out yet. That's awesome. I wonder how they picked the players. They got all the pro players. Just invited them somehow. Just- uh, I don't know. I would imagine they did a bunch of different things. I'm sure it's like a bunch of Twitch podcasters and people that have placed it. What's that tournament we um Evo? Watch. Yeah, Evo. And then just other things that they've done. It's funny. People think we're a little bit jaded because we're questioning the relevance of E3. But I think this year, more than any other year, I've been hearing a lot of it. A lot of from various pe- – even people really excited wondering like, why, 
why does this still kind of happen? So, you know. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem like press conferences mean as much as they used to. Um, well, especially when you're like, an, like, remember when Sony announced their uh, PlayStation 4? They just said, hey, we're having an event here. And then everyone across the country flew over there because it was relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the world we live in where you can just... When you, you can put out your own message digitally and reach all the people you need to, since you don't need to use TV for that anymore, that it, it changes the game. Yeah, I think a lot of people... Well, that's the thing, though. We have to remember, this show isn't really for press. We're a happy byproduct. It was for buyers. Mm. You know, it's a buyer's show. There's some buying going on, but actually a lot of those buyers can do their stuff throughout the year. They don't have so to wait it's not as relevant to them anymore? I don't think so. I, I, I mean, think Secret E3 se- happens, but yeah. I don't think it's as big of a deal. Hmm. That's right, because even GameStop has their big conference where all the publishers come to them. For the I mean, the developers GameStop. and the publishers, they're going to, you know, whatever side that needs to meet with a lot of people is going to take a tour and meet with those people when they need to. Business gets done when it needs to get done. Yeah, so maybe maybe this is just for the small guys anymore? Um, I don't know. Does EA want to spend that much money just for small fries like us? Uh, they must. I mean, they're doing it. But... <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe there's some aspect of Secret E3 that nobody in the press or the social aspect that is public to people, n- nobody knows about. And if we understood that, secret... we'd know why it's it's truly still happening. I figured out there's some secret god, under ancient deep one, underneath the convention center. There's a secret Secret E3. The super <laughs> Secret E3. The Illuminati 3. Illuminati 3, yep. All right, so we'll be covering Illuminati 3. Again, no show next Saturday, but lots of content going up throughout the week and into the next week, so please stay tuned for all of that. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, subscribe on, on iTunes and on YouTube. Watch all the content. Stay tuned to the site. Check us out on Twitter. Podcast at rpgamer.com or 608-729-4098 for your feedback as well as your um, event game impression of the show whatever most impacted you from E3 or if you want to do a summary for each day just d- hit me with it and we'll do a big call in show next week or, or two weeks from now hell why not just you can even talk about what you liked from us or mm-hmm. what or give us immediate feedback something that you if we're on the show floor and you, we have a tweet you guys need to check out this RPG in this corner of the show floor it's amazing I want to know that I definitely we have the free time I want to know mm-hmm. all right All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, We'll catch you next week. Uh, And until then, um, we're bye. Goodbye. And uh, enjoy E3, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy E3. Bye-bye. I love L.A. I love it. I love L.A. I love it. MacGyver doesn't live in that house.